You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Alright everyone, we are back for our second part yep. of episode M and B yes. 50. Rant. It's really just episodes for me because that's my initials. Yes. Yes. Our initials. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's my initials just period. Oh, that's true. It is. <laughs> that's my first and middle initial. Oh, there you go. It all works. <laughs> we do want to give you a little warning that uh, we did. <laughs> a heads up, yes. if you will. So we did just do one long recording. So you'll probably hear slight cut here because we had to make a fake intro for this episode if we sound more sober now and then in about a second we don't (laughs) that's why (laughs) so uh there'll be a lot of references back to what we talked about Mm -hmm. last week in our first part of the episode we're still mad about the robbery we're still mad about it yay (laughs) it's time to get into it time to get into it episode 50b i'm Brittany vitrino i'm martha bartlett and this is but first first, let's let's talk talk nerdy clank (laughs) no you're welcome kevin i'm excited okay i am feeling the warmth feeling the hard seltzers here oh good well i mean we're doing our jobs so we deserve many rewards i have many jobs you are doing 12 jobs (laughs) you were doing as many jobs as batman did robbins in the five years he had (laughs) i'd rather be doing the robbins (laughs) only two of them let's be real three i would do tim Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> He's hot. It's fine. He's hot. He's just is so He's it's not fine. even annoying. You just, He's just, just boring. You just tell him to be quiet and you take over. Like, I'm just going to look he at your ass. He has fun gadgets. Oh, you're right. <laughs> All right. I believe in you. So, if you couldn't tell from me being me. <laughs> our last episode this where is, I, I don't know if you <laughs> listened to the previous 49 episodes <laughs> but my saltiness that will never go away is for the latter half of the MCU <sighs> mostly Endgame but we're gonna go through it <laughs> Because there's plenty of other salt in a few of the other movies that Mm -hmm. I need to talk about. And it all leads into it in the end. Yeah. So every week, Martha and I normally write out a lovely thing. And Martha even (laughs) wrote out a lovely thing for hers. I did not. So I have points. Mm -hmm. Some of my... I showed Martha my notes. (laughs) It is six lines. Some of it is just words. Mm -hmm. So... Hopefully, in the two weeks that we've given you, you've gone and watched all of the MCU, so you know what I'm talking about if you haven't or watched it. you watched, you listened to our last episode where we talked about the points that yeah, are important. It's true. It's true. You got a mm-hmm. good thing. But you could have watched all of the movies in two weeks, because I've watched all of them <laughs> in less than a week. So, we're going to start with Civil War, because that's where a lot of the issues start yes. in the MCU. It's where I start to feel rage when I watch. That's when you start to hate Tony. And this is where 
I start to hate Tony. Mm-hmm. And I will continue to hate Tony until his last fucking breath in Endgame. And it's sad, and it does choke me up, but unpopular opinion, I fucking hate Tony Stark, and it starts in Civil War. <laughs> okay. The main thing, first off, is clearly Civil War, if you've read it in the comics, does not work without mutants. No. There is so many plot holes and so many things wrong and things that don't make sense in this movie because they don't have the mutants. It doesn't make sense without the mutants. Very, 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 very quick Civil War backstory is it Nova? Yeah, I think so. Nova is a mutant, and there is, like, this team of superheroes, but they're mostly mutants. Some of them are superheroes. They're superheroes, Whatever. yeah. Doesn't really matter. They try to save some kids, and they end up blowing up a kindergarten. No, yeah. Or a, a school with a school lots with a of small kids. children. A bunch of children many, die. Many, many small children die. Then everybody blows up trying to figure out whether superheroes should be registered for their powers or not. Or what we're going to do about fucking Nova and all yes. this nonsense. And it's mainly because... He's a blowy up is basically an atomic bomb. Yeah. I can see him in my brain yeah. from the action. He's got cartoon. very like lanky hair and like God he damn just it. blows up. That's his But power. he blows yeah, he's and, a, like, essentially an atomic bomb. Civil War, he's just a dickhead who's yes. like, Yeah, I'm and just he's gonna mass. blow up. And he blew up and, and he blew doing, up a bunch like, of a kids. reality TV show yeah. thing. So it's all it's a on big screen. deal. And mutants are already st- are still a problem. It's the act exactly. it's, it's Marvel, so and that's what starts it. And that's what becomes a big deal. And what they tried to do to start it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll quickly go. My sources are mostly the movies. I've read a couple articles. I read. You have five lines on your thing. Yes. It's all good. Because it's all movies. So. <laughs> and the our one like slideshow that I have, I doesn't even have a name of an author. So I can't even give them credit because I'm going to be reading a lot from that later. But it's essentially me just yelling every time I watch the, the movies. Mm-hmm. So Civil War has some amazing cinematography and there's some parts of it that I love but the parts that I love are essentially Bucky and Steve Mm -hmm. and Sam and Nat doing some of Nat's things and the fact that we get the demo twins out of it yes the fact that they exist because of this basically and fucking Chris Evans bicep ooh And a lot of great things came from it. We did get Black Panther, and we did get Spider-Man, and... This was like the baby steps to a bunch of things. But also... It was just so poorly done. I think it opens up with the recording. So let's talk about the recording of Tony Stark's parents being killed. It is Bucky Barnes, for all of you who don't know. Spoiler, I guess. Spoiler alert. Bucky, Bucky Barnes, Barnes killed Tony as Stark's the Winter parents. Soldier. As the Winter Soldier, so it's 1991. He's <laughs> in December. He's very much the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. 
And he sent on a mission to retrieve. So really, in the end, this is all Howard's fault. Howard created another super soldier serum, even though Peggy was like, don't you fucking dare. But Howard... And I'm sure... I can't remember what Howard's wife's name is. Maria, I believe. Oh, you're right. I'm sure Maria was like, if was ever asked, was like, no. Yeah. Don't be a dummy. Don't do this. And I bet she had no clue. So it's found out that Howard created another version close to Steve's to create these ultimate soldiers. And they were going to go away for Christmas. Him, uh, Maria and Howard. So how this, remember, Winter Soldier is literally supposed to be like a myth and a legend. That's how I- exclusive he right. is, yes. right? So. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. My accent. What the fuck he's was that? that he's a ghost. That Natasha used to bang, but it's besides the point. Mm. Um, bye bye bikinis, like <laughs> bitch. Fuck you. Also, Steve's response is good. Yeah. You look terrible in them. I'm imagining you in them right now, though. (laughs) So, there's a video, like I said, December 20-something, 1991. Mm -hmm. So, the video is a car, and it crashes into a telephone pole after its tires have been shot out. And then this figure comes over and kills the two people in the car, which we see are Howard and Maria. And I think he grabs something out of the trunk. And then he looks directly at the camera. In the 90s. In the 90s. You can clearly see it's Winter Soldier Bucky Barnes. Yeah. And then shoots the camera out. So this is where the first problem is. He is a super fucking... Sp- and the ca- there's no way there would be a camera on this weird back road with no light. <laughs> cameras now in 2021 Not on a fucking road <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in the dark it's just not i almost crushed my drink in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not it just wouldn't happen it's not plausible it's not possible it doesn't make any sense in 91 yeah it's just one of the biggest issues of the movie because this is this video is clear is clear and causes May not cause the Sokovia Accords, but causes, causes the, the breakup of, of the Avengers. Yeah. This is the video that shouldn't exist. And if anything, even if, say, they did somehow have this amazing camera that somehow was right there and Bucky missed it, he wouldn't look directly at it and shoot it out after he killed the people already. That would be the first thing gone. Yeah. He would have shot out their tires. He would have shot out the camera. Yeah. That simple. He is... He's a machine. A machine. That is built to kill. To do this. And to be erased. He's yes. a ghost and... And like, even though Hydra when, made the fucking video disappear for all these years, he wouldn't have had a video anyways because that's still something that could end up being marked. Yeah. It just... It wouldn't have happened. And... If that did happen, Hydra wouldn't have kept it. No. Hydra would have gotten rid of it because they want to make sure nothing. He's a ghost story. Yeah. That is literally what they t- talk to uh, say about him in Winter Soldier. He is a ghost. Natasha Romanoff knows who he is, but he is a ghost. <laughs> I wish 
wish I knew him like Natasha. <laughs> Me fucking too. I wish I knew Natasha like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is the main problem of Civil War. Now let's go into a few other things. Tony Stark. <laughs> <sighs> Tony Stark essentially decides that he doesn't want to be truthful to his therapist or get therapy. We're not sure which it is. I assume with that amount of money. With that amount of money and pepper pots, he has therapy, but he lies to his therapist and doesn't talk to his therapist. So his therapy Mm -hmm. does nothing. And instead he creates barf, which isn't therapy. As not having therapy. You might as well not go to therapy, which is essentially what he did. So instead of going to therapy, he decides because one person was like, hey, you dropped a fucking remnants of a city on my son and he died. Which was, uh, was it, I can't remember the actress's name, or I can, but I don't want to say it Well, she was in Luke Cage, and she was so baller in Luke Cage. She's incredible. She's so good, and they used her for that. three seconds of being the most annoying Annoying person person ever. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yep. So she decides to be like, hey, I blame you. Personally. Personally for murdering my son. Now- Wrong place, wrong time. I mean, that sucks. It is a wrong place, wrong time. He was just trying to help. It was a bad thing. Once again, they did sort of end up saving the day. Now, of course, Tony did fuck up by making fucking Ultron. But don't take your Ultron guilt and vomit it on everyone else. Like, just do a fucking Matt Murdock and Catholic guilt yourself and hate yourself. Don't push it on anyone else. Yeah. They understand. And especially since you've never been in, like, war or anything like that, all these people are like, hey, sometimes Steve even said, sometimes we had to make, like, choices that didn't help us sleep so well at night, but we knew it was for the greater good. Like, they had to be done. This is the problem with Tony Stark. This is where it starts, where he starts to become more instead of just like a silly playboy, philanthropist, like, like, buddy. You got there. I got it. Like, you know, whatever person who's obviously a, a, you know, egotistical, uh, narcissistic, rich white guy ends up becoming Someone I want to fucking punch in the face, and it sucks because like like they did Tony's so well not with my favorite. No. Well, like Tony's not my favorite no. character. No, but, definitely like, not. Tony, especially in the movies, I feel like once Tony is with Pepper, he has and with and Rody. hanging out with Rhodey, yep. he has enough balance to make him into a really yes. good character. And and literally they didn't let him become it. Because they were so... And they were doing well. And then Civil War hit and they 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 puked it up. They needed to find a way to do this and they used Tony Stark. Then from so that moment, sad. everything was, I'm the victim. I have so much guilt, but I'm going to push it on Steve. He literally pushed every single thing that happened on Steve Rogers at that point. So that's where the Sokovia Accords come from. I don't know, just the, the, everything about it. 
is frustrating. There is a few lines in it that I will talk about because they frustrated the shit out of me. (laughs) Sorry. First off, the first line is when they're discussing the Sokovia Accords for the first time. Disgusting. (laughs) Sorry. It is Alfred Woodard both times. Okay. So two lines really get to me in Civil War. The first one is said by stupid fucking General Ross. Uh, so he's talking about why they need whatever the fucking accords. And he, Steve, I think it's Steve who says something. Because I think he says, uh, Captain Rogers, where is Bruce Banner or where is Thor? Okay. I will, I will go over the Bruce Banner because he is just a fucking human. Thor is a fucking god. Okay, you stupid fucking old white guy from America who thinks he deserves to know where fucking a god is. Fuck you. He's not from this earth. He can destroy you in two seconds because he actually protects the earth. That's the point of Asgard. That's one of the things Thor does. That's one of his realms. Don't fucking think you have any clue. Even if you don't look at him as a god and you look at him as a very powerful alien, which is basically the same thing. He is an alien. This isn't his planet. You have no right to know where he fucking is. It's not your fucking business. He's a allowed to live his fucking life like it and is literally to, like cage him in but it's just such a like i said it's like a, a weird control control thing. old white american dude who Republican. thinks he's fucking better and deserves more than he actually does that was actually a raised hand <laughs> but it was a high that was a good high five though it sounded very good <laughs> I was going to say. So that is one line that makes me want to punch my TV screen. But it's not the only line. But it's not the the other one, Brittany. At the end. Imagine if we accented the knee in your name. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so there's a couple parts here. We'll break down. Break it down. First, Tony Stark finds out that Steve Rogers was right. Shocking! Shoop. <laughs> and goes to help him. I don't know defeat. if you've learned the theme of this podcast. <laughs> Steve Rogers is always right. Always be on his side. <laughs> but Tony Stark is like, oh, shocking. Steve Rogers is right. I fucked up. So I'm going to go help him defeat these winter soldiers that I didn't realize <laughs> that my dad actually created because my dad's a dick bag. Winter soldiers. What would the like winter soldier I? No, like <laughs> like a a something of winter soldiers. A flurry of winter soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a flurry of winter soldiers it's in so cute. <laughs> I'm dead. All right. <laughs> So the flurry of Winter Soldiers killed me. (laughs) Steve and Bucky escaped and they're going to fight all these Winter Soldiers because they think Zemo's going to release them. Little do they know. And... Shoop, it's going to get so much more interesting. So much more interesting. Just wait. And Tony is like, oh no, I fucked up. Steve was right. I'm going to go help him. They're in Siberia. 
Who doesn't want to be a cold um, flurry of winter soldiers? <laughs> and Zemo had already killed all the cold flurry of winter soldiers because he has a code and he sticks with, with it. fucking super soldiers. Oh, that too. <laughs> Which is his code. Problem with winter sol- with with super soldiers. <laughs> That's Zemo's code. So <laughs> He plays a video, and the video is the fucking video that shouldn't be in existence because it makes no sense of Bucky Barnes as a winter soldier killing his parents. Now, I get Tony's upset, but first off, Tony, you didn't... I guess he didn't even really care about his dad. He was upset about his mom. Yeah. But Bucky is... Everybody has to take a fucking second and But he's literally been a prisoner of war for 70 years. Yeah. Can we think about that? The damage to his brain, I can only imagine. Is physical. Is physical. Like, he... Like, the damage to his brain is not just the thing. It's worse than just the thing. It's like, yeah. It's not just a sit down with the therapist and talk to him. He... I imagine his brain to look like what football players' brains look like. But, when like, they have, literally but a worse. thousand times but worse. But a hundred billion times worse. Because, yeah, Because they literally like scrambled his 10 brain. years of it, and he has 70 years yeah. of it. And, and, but, and this isn't just getting knocked in the head a few times. This is on purpose. This is like, hey, we're actually going to scramble your brain and take away your memories. But he deserves every happiness and warm sweater and, like, animal cuddle in the world. It's true. And Tony, not knowing how to express his feelings, because he doesn't go to therapy properly, decides to, one, blame Cap. (laughs) (laughs) Martha Berry just awkwardly (laughs) cheers my drink that's sitting on the table. (laughs) So he looks at... So I feel like what we know of Tony as a child is that he kind of idolized Cap and then like didn't anymore. But yes. And this is. It almost so from what we can tell at least from the MCU is that Howard talked about Cap all the time Mm -hmm. and Tony could never be Cap. Exactly. You ever have the person. I don't know if you've ever been the person. And Tony has daddy issues. Who. You go to somebody's house and they're like, I wish you could be like this person. And it's always the fucking worst because you're like, I'm literally just existing. Please don't push your like shitty issues on me. I don't want this person to be comparing themselves to me because I'm just trying to exist. And that's Cap. Yes. And also me when I was like (laughs) 14 and somebody else's mom was like, you're definitely the child I wanted. And I'm like, you literally know nothing about me. And I have so many mental issues. So don't (laughs) Don't fucking do the thing. Trust me. So we find out in Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. when we find out that Hydra has been in S.H.I.E.L.D. for years now that Howard's accident probably wasn't an accident. That's all we find out, though. That is what Zola says in a hinting thing. And Steve is smart when it comes to stuff like that. And he probably could put two and two together. But he didn't know any details other than maybe it wasn't just a car accident. Maybe Hydra did end up assassinating him. But that's it. So possibly he would have put that together. But maybe at the same time. He's had a thousand things. I was no, and literally that was another point I had. Think about it. At the time he learns it, 
he, we're finding out that Hydra has been in S.H.I.E.L.D. and about to take over S.H.I.E.L.D. for a very long time now. Then there is a... And also, then, his best friend is still alive somehow. His, which he hasn't found out yet. But well, he then we'll finds that again. out. And then, a year later, S.H.I.E.L.D. has fallen. Avengers have become the thing because Tony Stark has made it a thing. He's looking for his friend as well as the whole Tesseract and everything. The, the stones are still somewhere that they That's have to a find. That's issue. a whole issue. Then Ultron happens. Then the, the orig- a lot of the original Avengers go off and he has to train the new Avengers and now here we are in Civil War. You so maybe to do maybe and he hasn't really that time, thought about it. You know it. he's blowing up a bunch of fucking hiding yes, places because exactly. he's looking for Bucky at the same time. Bucky and wherever the fucking Tesseract is. Yeah. They're doing both. We're doing so all of the things that Maybe once. not so much thinking Here's about maybe how it, another person who could have been, dealt very well. From, yeah, from therapy. <laughs> yep. Tony says to Kat, after seeing this video, did you know? Mm. Cap says, I didn't know it was him. Because somewhere in there, I think Cap did know, okay, this is suspicious. He probably, there was a suspicion that maybe it happened, but it didn't, it it didn't come up. There wasn't a right time. And I was doing 50 billion other things. And no one was like, hey, and you know what? It was probably in the file. So if they went and looked enough, they probably could have found it. But whatever. Cap says, I didn't know it was him. And then Tony attacks. So even if you're mad that Cap knows maybe Hydra killed your parents, Steve didn't know Bucky did it. It's not like he was hiding that his best friend, who has been brainwashed for 70 years. And forced to. And forced to do this shit. Just for me. Did it. Steve didn't know. No. So Tony decides to attack Cap and Bucky because he has mommy and daddy issues. To be fair, there is literally no person on this team that doesn't have those issues except for possibly Natasha who doesn't remember hers. (laughs) Does that count? So so many people, everybody has issues here. We all have issues. Everyone should have had therapy. I'm pretty sure Tony probably was like, here is a credit card. But also, someone should have been like, Steve, you're in the modern world and you're you also a, a lot disaster. of therapy. Yeah, Steve needs a lot of. We can tell how much you want to kill Another yourself. Another problem, most of the time. though, is with the MCU specifically, which we can even talk about. The multiple scenes they had of Steve showing PTSD, they cut out because they wanted to have Steve on this pedestal, which is so wrong for him and for us because Steve. Would have so much PTSD. Everyone here is going to be a big giant mess. And he deserves that for yep. his character. He, like, ugh, that sounds awful, but that, no, that is no. part of his character. Like, like, he should have it. He's not this, he is, to Steve Rogers, he is still just Steve Rogers. Most and of he's these a characters person. deserve to deal with, with their, their trauma. Pro- exactly. Which is why I'm pitching my Doc Samson idea. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. Just saying. Have we considered putting it on HBO Max <laughs> and having a real or a Disney Plus? That's the thing, right? Yes. Um, and Don't buy Disney. Just as it's just them in therapy. 
yeah, super powered therapist who comes in and is like, hey, let's let's talk about I this. actively know about most of your yeah. issues so I can talk to you <laughs> about them. And you can be like, oh, well, sometimes I feel like murdering people because some dumb part of the back of my brain is still weird and broken. Mm-hmm. So they fight. They have a big thing. And then this is where the line comes up that I talk about all the time. Tony says after Steve has essentially beat the shit out of him, he says to Steve, well, Steve says to him after Bucky's arm has been blown off, he's my friend. Let's remember Steve and Bucky have been friends for literally ever. Forever. And like forever. Very close friends. Very close friends. I made a Achilles and Patroclus reference last time and it's still it's it's there. very, very yes. close. I'm literally this close to writing that paper. <laughs> so Tony says to Steve Rogers, I thought I was your friend. Let's pause for one second because Let's pause for just as much as we paused for when we realized that Batman had seven Robins in (laughs) five years. If you see Tony and Steve in the few movies they're actually in together, which I think are the only two Avenger movies previously. Yeah. If they aren't fighting for the greater good... They're fighting each other. They are fighting each other. Because mm-hmm. Tony is everything that Steve hates. Everything. Yeah. Every part of the future that Steve is very uncomfortable with, Tony embodies. Yes. And all of those morals, mm-hmm. Steve is against. Tony and Steve are polar opposites that do not find any mutual ground except when they're fighting a big bad in the MCU. They know it's different in the comics. Because they have time in the comics. Yes. That's the difference. Yes. If you don't give someone time, is this the theme? (laughs) (laughs) So. If you don't give someone enough time to actually build a history, then there's no reason for us to mourn it. Exactly. And you can't say there's all this time in between that we don't see because we don't see it and it isn't that much time. No. So there is, I guarantee you from Avengers to, so the first Avengers when they meet to when the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. happens in Winter Soldier, they haven't seen each other at all. And then from the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. to Avengers 2, it's only been a year. And then Tony leaves. Tony leaves the Avengers to go do whatever and leaves Nat and Steve to do their thing with the new Avengers. Do his thing. So there's no time in between. There no, isn't. No one became friends. No. No one this became isn't friends. Like your relationship and Tony, with Rhodey, it doesn't make yes, any sense for Steve you. Steve and Tony are not friends in the it. MCU. And Bucky is Steve's best and only friend from 1910 or whenever, yeah. 1918 when Steve was what born. The fuck ever. Yeah. This isn't like the comics where they have like 20 years of fucking history. No, exactly. And it's like heartbreaking. It's none of and it. they literally refer to it as their divorce because like it's a big goddamn deal. And also Bucky has not been around since yes. whenever fucking time so he died. That whole line just because it's just, it's 
utter bullshit. It's a, it's, it's like. You didn't earn it. No, you didn't earn Steve Rogers' friendship. You're not friends. You're fucking co-workers. And it's one thing to be like, I thought you were my friend, but to then try to compare it to fucking Bucky Barnes, like, be you like should be glad Steve only- of yeah. mine being like, I thought you were my friend when I tried to, like, pick you up instead of somebody else. Yes. Like, like, there's no one that could even have a right to say that line, except maybe Sam and Natasha at this point in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All they do is bicker unless they are actually fighting a big bad. You haven't had enough time. No. And you haven't built enough history. So that line is literally an abomination to yeah. them. Well, it's to, also to, like, to, to Steve and Bucky. Pretty heartbreaking in the comics when they have their whole like falling out because they are genuinely yeah. like, like them and Thor are all the big three are so fucking close in the comics that it, like the fact that they did that and then Tony was like, I'm just going to build a Thor. Oh, um, is Once again, Tony being the worst is a big, crazy fuck up thing. And you're like, wow, my heart is literally rendered in half instead of being like, Tony, are you seriously trying yeah. to compare yourself to, to Bucky? Bucky right Which now? is what every person who watches the movies is feeling. Yes. Like, here's my soulmate and also my coworker. Yes. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like... Steve just went against 151 countries. Is that what it was? Like, threw all this shit off for the Sokovia Accord. watches these things. <laughs> like, all this shit for his I'm best like, friend. I Ultron After so all these movies clearly being like, I am a man out of time and I don't mm-hmm. feel... I still haven't found my place here to finding his best friend. And then you, someone all I do is argue with, being like... Well, also, like, like having, like, a full change of heart about how you feel about your enemies over someone's death. Yes. Which is my Achilles Patroclus point that I'm going to make in a paper. So, that is Civil War and where it basically all starts. So, next we're going to move on to Infinity War. There's actually only a couple of things that grind my gears about Infinity War because Infinity that. War is actually Infinity a pretty War is good. Very movie. good. It's yeah. just sad. Yes, it's just very sad. So I don't watch it very often because but it's, like, it's sad. Such a good superhero movie. Yeah, and if you have to have like a team up of a thousand billion people, yes, it's a good way to go. The main thing that I have with Infinity War is the Soul Stone. If any of you don't know, the Soul Stone is the one on Vormir, and you have to essentially sacrifice someone that you love in order to get it. In the comics, you don't have to fucking do that. So, because in the comics, Thanos just is smart enough to get all of the stones, and there isn't some weird, like, I love you enough sacrifice thing. Yeah. Also, so, the joke that I made about Natasha like, loving herself enough, and fuck you, Clint. Stands on forever and ever. (laughs) Amen. So, if we're going to go with this stupid way that MCU does it, just to make it extra dramatic, where you have to trade a soul for a soul. It's it's such fucking bad writing. It's bad. Well, not only is it... It's so contrived. It's okay. So, literally, this isn't every fucking boring-ass story Mm -hmm. ever. Soul for a soul or whatever. You have to trade (laughs) the one you love for whatever. So, anyways... 
the soul stone or the stones are supposed to be this infinite magical power, right? There is nothing you could ever do to tell me that Thanos actually loved Gamora enough that the Soul Stone... You could just stop it. actually loved Gamora. <laughs> That's enough. He never fucking he... loved Gamora. He loved the idea of her. Yes. But he never loved her. And that shouldn't have been enough. And the fact... Fine in his brain, he thinks that. But the Soul Stone is this amazing, powerful stone that you should only be able to get if you understand and are actually doing the sacrifice, which you shouldn't even be doing anyways, because unless it's in like a weird Natasha Clint case, which I'll get to later. But like, it's not even in the comics. You just put this in to be dramatic and shitty. There is no way that Thanos would get the Soul Stone for throwing Kamora off that cliff. No. Because he does not love her. He does not love her. You cannot try to make me feel bad with the fake fucking tears that Thanos cries. He is a psychopathic, disgusting, great, not quite a raisin, murderer. Oh no, everything is the worst. How is this the worst? And he would not get the soul stone. No. No, the soul stone. He does love. not love Gamora. I'm sorry. He loves nothing. He loves except power and the he power loves and the idea of him doing what he mm-hmm. wants to do. In the comics, he loves death. Like, Which is why Thanos is the a million times iteration. It's so much comics. more interesting. Mm-hmm. The fact that there is a death. Thanos, Deadpool, love triangle (laughs) at any point in any life is so much more interesting than Thanos just throwing Gamora off of a cliff to be a dickhead. And I literally feel like he loves literally anything. I literally feel like the way they do it tries to make us feel a little bit bad for Thanos. Go Fuck yourself. Don't try to humanize Thanos. No. He's not a human. He's no. a brutal fucking shithead. And it, it wouldn't and it wouldn't fool. And we know something like that. It's like a he's it's basically magic. a sociopath. You can't, you can't fuck love him. anything. It, it, which is which it's true. He is a sociopath, which is fine, but guess what? You can't trick a magic stone with your fucking narcissism and sociopathy exactly. and whatever it is. No, no, like that's... it's just disgusting that he was able to get a stone. And disgusting that he was able to get this magical stone that way. And then they literally did try to make us feel bad about it mm-hmm. all right um the other thing that one doesn't really either. make sense is strange saying that there's only one oh. way to win we talked about this in the last yeah. episode but it's it just, stupid it's just dumb it's just like, bad writing it's just bad writing one way there's no way that there's only one way because it would have to play out very specifically it'd be one but thing you would have to step a certain way well here's the thing if you're saying there's only one way, then why did they even fight Thanos? 
He already did his little weird future thing. He already should have known that wasn't going to work. So why not just give Thanos the stone and let him go on his way? It's done. So it, I, I mean, understand. I guess that's not the one way, but also that's dumb. And that's but, bad but, but here's the thing. Why wouldn't Strange just be like, you might as well just give him the stone so we don't go through this whole fucking thing because this isn't the way we're going to beat him anyways. You know what I mean? Like... The, it's the just, only thing I can think is that the ordeal had to play out a very exactly but specific I don't way. know how but them that's literally the stupidest way to write anything Here's ever. the main thing though. You had even, to get hit by a moon yeah, a couple times. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because the only things that should matter there is Tony Lips. That's the only thing that it cause is saying, okay, it's inevitable. He's going to get the stones this time, yeah. but we need Tony to live because he needs to be the one to create time travel. And then mm-hmm. he needs to be the one to snap the stones, which is dumb. We'll get into that later yeah. too. But the only other thing I can think of is it's all like butterfly effect things where it's like, it doesn't matter. Like you do one tiny thing, like you step in one place. You're the one who puts Thanos to bed for a second Mantis and a baby, (laughs) a baby, Um, you know, like little teeny things where it's, it's none of that is good writing. No, it's It's bad writing and it's bad writing and all whether it's that way or this way. All they had to say was they literally had to go from one to be like, I saw like 20 different ways. Well, and you could also been like. Certain people need to survive, yes. and that's all you needed all, to say. And all, yes, like we need to make sure it ends a specific way, like or yes. just just like there's certain people that are in I every know, scenario, yeah. so they are the ones that have to make sure that they're bam. Thin. There you go. Because we solved this like problem, I said, and we're both like, many many seltzers in. Already saw it. Why would they do that big fucking battle if he knew it wasn't going to do anything? Where is Clea and why isn't she better than you? (laughs) Seriously, though. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about in Infinity War is just how Quill is the fucking worst. And I've decided (laughs) as soon as that happened, I'm like, Quill, I don't fucking care what you do. You suck. I hate you. You don't deserve. You don't deserve anything. Actually, I kind of just wish you were dead. And um, you caused Thanos getting the snap. Peter had the fucking glove. Yeah, he had it, and you had to go be a fucking. You're supposed to be a superhero. I don't care if you're a human. You're supposed to be a fucking fucking teenager. Was more together than you were, and I know that like. We're all losing people out here because that's what this fucking yes. is. It's Infinity War. Everyone's gonna goddamn it lose sucks. people. It sucks. I get it, but everyone else. It was about to come off his person. fucking hand. People are in space that have never been in space before. Peter Quill, shut the fuck up. It's you not like Peter Parker hasn't lost people before, anyways, and then immediately gone into fighting for crime, fighting against crime. I'm just saying. You are useless. <laughs> Peter Quill, you're a trash human. And that's Gamora got Peter. fucked over by yeah. literally any person yeah. who loved her in her life, yeah. except for possibly Nebula. And that's like the bare minimum because Nebula was a big trash mess before any of Infinity it's True. War. She was. God, I love Nebula so much. <laughs> so now we are going to move on to Endgame. Someone, like, wrote a quote on Twitter that was, like, my exact feelings for Endgame, so I just want to read it. 
um, at the Exhausted Werewolf is his name. Gotta love. And it's just about Avengers Endgame. Fair name. Uh, Could be either or, right? <laughs> yes, it's true. We don't know. Exhausted um, werewolves exist in every gender. In every gender or ungender there is. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, I have a complicated relationship with the movie. It's definitely a spectacle. A movie-going experience that I don't think I'll ever have again. It was epic in every way imaginable. But. But. It pissed me off. It takes away from characters they built up for all this time. It makes me cry every time, but after the initial shock, it only makes me angry. A movie that was everything you wanted and nothing at all, which is everything that Endgame is. Bam. In the perfect words. <clears throat> so that is is what you it guys is. You guys best friend? Is that your new best friend? That's a werewolf. <laughs> Please be my friend, werewolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love werewolves. <laughs> so you only have one bad day, and it's just a full moon. I can lock you in a closet. You can it's chill fine. for a day. That's fine. <laughs> so Avengers Endgame. What well, we waited for for twelve years, twenty two movies. So much work went into it. So many feelings. So many emotions. By this point, you are attached to the characters, how they're being portrayed, who is portraying them, everything that they are. It's so, it's so long. I was, I was 18 when the first movie came out. Like, I'm 31 now, and I was, I was 29 when the last movie came out. So, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot, you know? And it really is that. There's so much in it, and then there's so much to be, Salty and disappointed about. Unpacked. And unpacked. Or not unpacked. We'll just pack it up and leave it in a closet forever and ever. All right. The first (laughs) thing I'm going to talk about, which is I'm going to try to, this is more of a brief one because we're going to get into it much more when I talk about specifically Cap. That fucking compass that Cap has. So first off, this compass, I don't think we've seen it since possibly Civil War. And it might not have even been in Civil War. As someone who has seen Civil War as many times as you, I have, you think I, I would know that? It. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I would remember. Yeah, I feel like I feel like compass, after, but the feeling well, of rolling my eyes. I feel like... And being like, really? We're gonna hold on to I Peggy like until we're dead? I feel like after Endgame, after all... And I've, I've, Civil War is my most watched MCU movie. Oh. After M- Endgame, I would have probably noted that I saw the compass. Yes. It doesn't appear... Ever until Endgame, yes, until not even in <laughs> Infinity War. It's at the very ending of a uh, very beginning of Endgame when they're going into space when they first kill fucking Thanos. Steve is looking at the compass and Nat looks over and he's looking at, and that's when you find out that's what he's looking at. I mean, I have a headache from rolling my eyes. First so off, I feel like it's the very first part of them breaking apart Steve and Natasha's relationship that they've done so amazingly well. And one of my favorite parts of the MCU, their Mm -hmm. friendship is so cute and I love it so much. Even as someone who's a stupid little shipper of the four of them, like it doesn't have to be sexual or a relationship at all. They're 
best friends and they understand each other and they're there for each other without any romantic feelings involved. And it's amazing. And I love them so much. So yeah, their relationship in winter soldier. And then even in civil war, when she goes to the funeral and is like, Hey, I know you're not going to sign, but I just, you need a friend and I'm here for you because you need it. They both need someone who is the other person. Exactly. Works out really well. So, the problem, other than the fact that the compass hasn't been in all these movies until since fucking First Avenger. Suddenly it's here. And suddenly it's here. Is in First Avenger, if you don't remember. If you don't remember. Before Steve is about my, to. This face. <laughs> before Steve is about to crash his plane into the water because there's bombs, which we'll get to later. <laughs> Brody, thank you very much. He puts <laughs> the compass. On the fucking whatever controls or whatever mm-hmm. it is. He only has a picture of one of the people he loves, so he keeps it there. Yeah. Well, you know, 19, two of the 1945. People. No homo. Drop fucking picture. <laughs> Keep it in your breast pocket. Be a little homo. <laughs> they couldn't be homo back then. Yes, homo, all homo. <laughs> Anyways... He crashes into the water. It's not in his pocket. It's sitting out on the fucking control panel. There's no way that compass would have survived. It would have deteriorated. It wouldn't be by him. It flew off wherever some of the rubble went. Like, And it would have been destroyed. Destroyed. Even if it didn't get destroyed instantly, being in the fucking water that long, it wasn't going to freeze like Steve. It was just going to deteriorate. Have you ever put a shitty picture in water <laughs> ever? Or like accidentally yeah, spilled like, a drink if, on even something? Even if the compass could have somehow fucking survived, no. the picture would not have. Essentially, that picture would have been completely no just way. like eaten by some sort of a so, fish that walked by because and I, it seemed like I it was I feel food. like they figured that out through all these other movies and then was like, oh no, we made Steve too gay. We need to, we need to shove Peggy down everyone's throats. Because we tried with Sharon and it was, that's another thing I didn't mention in Civil War. The whole Sharon <laughs> debacle. Thank God she's a fucking badass and gets what she deserves and fucking. Sharon's an incredible character. Oh, she's so good. And she should not have just been somebody who Steve awkwardly yes. kissed. It was so bad. It was the most for, and I feel like they knew it was forced and they just had to do it and there was Lean like, there's in. nothing Whatever. happening between us, but it's fine. I All guess right. I'm gonna kiss my love's niece, weirdly, for whatever reason. I feel obligated, which is the worst reason yeah. to kiss anyone ever. It's all awful. Next is just their fucking concept of whatever fucking time travel is in Endgame. First off, every time they tried to come back and explain time travel, they'd essentially be contradicting themselves and making it more confusing. Whatever fucking idea they have for time travel in the movie doesn't make sense, and then when they try, like I said, when they try to explain it, makes even less sense. So, fucking figure it out. I feel like both, basically, Basically, they try to explain it by being like, oh, well, all of your previous ideas were wrong. 
And I'm like, yeah. well, that doesn't say okay. anything. So if all of our And this doesn't like, mean yeah, anything. Saying fine. that my like time travel ideas for movies were all wrong. wrong. Which is fine. You can throw that in, but then you have to make it so that they are wrong. Expand it. And Actually also, make yeah. it make sense. You have to go from there. You can't just say they're wrong. That's not how it works. But then not give us anything else, which is all they did. And then every time they tried to explain it, they would contradict and they wouldn't make sense. And it wouldn't. And I was like, you're only making yourself look dumber. You fucking asshole Russo brothers. This is worse than pseudoscience. It's bad. I still don't know how the Russo brothers made Winter Soldier and then Endgame. Because Endgame is a piece of fucking dog shit. Yes. So dumb time travel that doesn't make sense and they only make it worse. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Exactly. All right. Next up, Nebula and just the whole <sighs> swappy. Yeah. So this is something I actually picked up on the most recent time I watched it. Nebula gets intercepted by past Nebula. Because they're weirdly connected because of their weird. I, I, I mean, I guess it makes technology. sense with like wavelengths and electronics. So whatever. That isn't what I have. An they're issue on with. the same Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're they're all. It's like on the same walkie-talkie network. <laughs> <laughs> what I have a problem with is Nebula wakes up and she knows what happens. She knows that Thanos. And and past her saw stuff and knows that they're coming and knows that they came into the past. She runs to the ship to call Clinton and Nat instead of just going into the future and fixing and fixing it all. And Nebula's a smart boy. That girl, girl. (laughs) a smart babe, (laughs) a smart babe. Nebula is smart. Yeah, and. it doesn't make sense. That, that doesn't make sense. That her reaction is, I have to go calm Clinton that. You're all she's set to go. Why? She was literally about to press the button. So all she has yeah. to do is press the button. Now, she's not in the future past anymore. They can't get the pin particles. They can't do this little switcheroo. She's fucking gone. Everything is different. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can tell me Nebula wouldn't do that. Easy way to fix the thing. It's a very and also Nebula hates Thanos more than literally anything. Yeah, so it doesn't. I love that. Doesn't make sense. It would have just made more sense if they should have taken that out where they they like tried to add a drama thing. Sure, she was trying to go tell Clint and Nat that Thanos knows instead of them just scooping her up while she was still fucked up because of the whole thing. She was this close to pressing the button. Why wouldn't she just wake up and press the button? It would have solved everything. Because the whole reason they were able to get to the future is because Nebula went to the future. Which I also don't know how they were able to get to the future because they didn't have any pin particles. Even though Nebula fucking did the little thing to send them there, there was no pin particles. So there's no... The whole reason why Steve had, and Tony had to go back to that yeah. one specific time was because they needed the, the, the cube pin, yeah. and they needed the pin particles. So I also have no idea how they... And they only had a certain amount. Yeah. And once you use and them, you they were gone. you can't travel through time without pin particles. So if Nebula went to the future, Man, that I would, would have like... used the one pin particle she had left. So there's no way for Thanos to come through time anymore. So the whole thing doesn't make sense. Do you think Tony is mad that he has to call them pin particles? Probably. I hope so. 
That's all I have. Once again, it's bad, lazy writing. Yeah. That's all it is. Because Nebula comes back to the past, and if she can come back, she had the pin particles. They specifically say, when they're doing it, Ant-Man says, we have to be careful with these. We literally only have enough for one round trip each and then two tests. Then he accidentally comes in, accidentally comes out, and then says one. Then Clint goes back for an actual test, right. which is the one. So, which so they literally they have, have none exactly left. as much. Exactly. So, it's, so they wouldn't have. There's, so there's no, no way. way for for other nebula. So ne- other nebula could come back with nebula's pin particles. Well, she couldn't bring. But there's Thanos. no way for Thanos, or Thanos to come back. Thanos could come back, but he couldn't bring nebula. Yes. Well, and he uh, couldn't bring his fucking so ship. And, yeah. So he and brings for, a bunch of his. They fucking bring the shit. whole ship. So they found out a way, but Nebula had to do a thing in the panel to get the whole ship, which doesn't make sense because it should have been all con- like the suit was the only thing that should have been able to control it. As far as I know, if you're holding someone, you wouldn't be able to bring back someone with. So the whole thing is poorly written. It's basically we made these laws and then we immediately then, broke them. And then we didn't care at all. And we said it. Them. Yes. We said it so that they couldn't, so Steve later can't just bounce around and do whatever he wants. Or people just can't bounce around through the past and do whatever they want. We made them so that can't happen, but we are going to immediately break them so that our plot line can happen. The next thing I'm going to talk about, this is the last thing I'm going to talk about that is endgame specific before I go into characters. Because if I start going into characters, it's going to get too warpy. So, the Red Skull. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys know, but if you put him in a small Tupperware, he's very easy to hold on to. If you make him very, very, very big, big, you won't lose him. You won't lose him, but also he'll be, he'll be very, big. very big and he might step on you because he's a Nazi. See episode one. <laughs> Sharon Carter. <laughs> See? The best thing that anyone has ever learned about Marvel. That is the best we ever got. We've never been able to teach you anything as good as that. There's a lot of dumb other shit that you've learned. But like but that was the best. But like how often do you think about how giant fucking red skull Martha and I think about giant red skull all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so frequently. And then also we think about giant red skull Red Squall. <laughs> and then we think about the fact that he didn't have to be giant Red Skull and he could have been tiny, tiny Red Skull that you put in your pocket and then you accidentally left. Sit on. Or you left in your pants and yes. then you put it in the wash <laughs> and then he drowned. So, like. And then you even put him in the dryer and then he exploded. I mean, I just don't feel like any of this is the wrong decision. Sharon, call me. So, Red Skull. Ends up being, like, the guardian to the soul stone. They can't make him big because it's not Hugo Weaving anymore. It's an impersonator. (laughs) My old man laugh right there. Gross. (laughs) Ugh. Okay. So, there's no way. There's no way Clinton Nat wouldn't know who Red Skull is. You're a dude with a red skull. And you guys are fucking shield. You and you are smart and you are everything about S.H.I.E.L.D. You know all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s history, which means Red Skull. Mm -hmm. 
There is no way you don't know who Red Skull is. Fine, maybe getting over the fact of, oh, he's not really Red Skull anymore and he's just this guardian. But they didn't even react. No one flinched. No one. Moving from that point. It would be like seeing fucking Hitler. Almost everyone is going to know who Red Skull is, especially if that's your history of the the company. The fucking the, Nazi your, movement yes. and like, Hydra. Yeah. Everybody's going to look at Hitler and know who Hitler is. It's that big of a fucking deal. Because Red Skull is essentially Hitler. And Red Skull has literally a red skull for a face. <laughs> He's a lot easier to recognize because his skull is a red skull. It's not just face. like a recognizable like mustache haircut and mustache, I was going <laughs> to say. But yes. And then people questioned, okay, well, if Steve's returning all the stones at the end to their place because we have to make sure we put them exactly back in time so that they don't make an alternate timeline. Because that's your time rules. Because that's what you said. Steve would have to run into the Red Skull in order to put the stone in. And you know what the Russo brothers said? I quote, Oh, he just didn't recognize him. He didn't remember him anymore. Are you fucking kidding me you literally should never ever be able to make a movie again ever again because of that one fucking comment you don't think the one person who was very incredibly formative the other person who got the super super soldier you know the thing the thing before you and it made them turn into this fucking terrifying monster the red skull is Captain America's formative. main... He's formative to him. ...main villain. And even if he you want to go... the person that he is. Even if you, even if you want to go yes. to just the MCU, that was Captain America's villain. Yeah. That is who made him do everything he did to even end up in the future. It's not just fucking Batrock the Leaper who shows up in the future and is like, I'm going to throw myself around. Like, that and literally... I hope I never meet the Russo brothers because I will break their noses. I will break their fucking noses. I will keep you away from that because we need to be able to pay our rent. I just pick you up and run away. You're like, what's happening? And I'm like, I'm pretty Don't sure about the Russo brothers. And it's like literally just two dudes. <laughs> but do you know how fucking Stupid! That makes you sound. That literally makes you sound like you've never, ever watched or know a Marvel movie or know anything at all that's ever happened in a Marvel movie with Captain America ever. That is the one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard someone say ever. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get... Like, you... Be like, hey, can I talk to literally one fucking sci-fi yeah. fan ever? And be like... Does this so make this sense? has time travel in it. Here's all the so things wrong with like, it. What the fuck are yeah. you trying to do? But then the fact that you come out that your comment about it. So we're going to. It's okay. We're going to take a step back. Okay. And then so, a step forward. And then, then a step, step back. Forward, it's a dance. Okay. It's a shitty so fucking dance. So next we're going to talk a little bit more about Tony other than just in Civil War. Because there's a couple of things that make me super mad. Ticked. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. Yeah. He's fine during all of Infinity War. I don't have any problem with Tony in Infinity War because he's doing his own thing. I'm honestly pretty peeved that they made me not like Tony because when you have the proper people... 
Pepper and Rhodey. I really like Tony. Yep. That's another thing I didn't talk about. He's how, a disaster and he needs those people yeah, to how make him Rhodey down. is a fucking annoying, stupid character in Civil War, but Rhodey and, and Ant- Ant- I was say, Rhodey and fucking Ant-Man save fucking Endgame. They're oh so God. good. Rhodey and Ant-Man and Nebula are the people who make <laughs> Endgame watchable. Seriously. And that one scene where Steve picks up Mjolnir. Yes. But the rest yes. of it I'm so mad about. Yeah, Rhodey's fucking stupid in Civil War. He has some stupid ass fucking lines. He's very military. And he's and very it's dumb. Yeah, but he's there. The, he's one of the saving graces of fucking. Endgame. And then he's somebody what, who would be friends with Tony and yes. still be like able to be friends with Tony. Yes, you have to have a certain personality yes. for that, and it's not mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tony in most of Endgame really isn't even bad either. My main problem with Tony is the beginning of Endgame. Yep. So he comes back from space. And actually, from what I've heard, which makes me a little sad because I love Robert Downey Jr., was that wasn't what was originally scripted. It was scripted where Tony was supposed to apologize to Cap. And Robert Downey Jr. was like, no, Tony wouldn't do that. And it turned into what it was. I mean, this Tony probably wouldn't. This, and but also, I mean, this like, it yes. would have been nice. It would have been nice. Like, just to not be aggressive, or just yes. So Tony comes back. If you, he's he's been in space for twenty something days, and he does almost die, and he's been starving. Yes, for a and while. he's you know and yeah, and it's just been him and Nebula, Nebula, and they don't really know what. He doesn't really, other than the fact that they lost, but other than the people mm-hmm. that were dusted on the planet, they don't really know what's going on. He also, like, I will say, for his benefit, he is working to keep Nebula's spirits up, and I think probably the only person who has literally ever worked to keep Nebula's yeah. spirits up. Yeah, and I, and their relationship is super cute, and I don't have any issues with that, and I don't have literally any issues. Only issues with Tony are my issues with him and Cap. Yes, the only, one of the main things I have an issue with is he comes back, and he attacks Cap. Once again, I understand you guys never ended, you were on bad terms, but like this awful shit happened. And I feel like Tony, when he's talking to Cap about it, makes it all about himself. He is Tony Stark. Yes. That is who he is. So, yeah, which is, that is Tony Stark. I get it. Therapy, therapy, therapy. So, my therapy show that I'm pitching, (laughs) please, Marvel, contact me. So, Disney Plus. I'm here for you. He says to Cap, so they're like in a basic, like, we're so glad that he's alive and relieved. And Tony says to Cap, I lost the kid. And Cap says, Tony, we lost. Now he's saying, I get, I get the cute relationship, father, son that Peter and Tony is hard to develop. The first person dusted. Was Bucky Barnes right in front of Steve Rogers? So the fact that Steve is just like, hey, Tony, all of us fucking lost here. Not this kid that you've known for a year that you kind of kept brushing aside and then shit happened. Like, I lost my best friend slash lover that I finally just got back. I don't even believe that the soul (laughs) is a thing. So that's where it starts. 
And you can already see Tony's a little agitated. Yes. And it, once again, it shows Tony is sort of only thinking about himself. And Cap's like, hey, I get it, but we all We're all very sad. Lost. Tony, I lost my two best friends. Y- you still have Pepper and Rhodey. I am down a and Bucky a child and, and, and I am down a, a Bucky child. and a Sam. So Sam Bucky, <laughs> Sam Bucky, not here. I am down a I'm... bum. I am down a bum. Or, <laughs> or a sucky, or a sad. <laughs> All of the terrible fucking things. But anyways, I'm going home. <laughs> You're our home. You're here. <laughs> You're our. <laughs> so that starts it. Tony is very skinny because he hasn't eaten anything other than some beef jerky that Nebula let him eat because she doesn't need food, I assume. Yeah, I have shrugs about, but though she was, she does want it because she wants that fruit and she probably, well, she has a tongue, so she has taste buds, but I think she's so mechanical that she doesn't need quite as much because she gets Tony the food because Tony needs it. She still eats the shitty. Who food knows in the last what her stomach is? Like, is though. oh, it still t- does taste like shit. You yeah. guys were right <laughs> yep. when you told me that it was fucking horrible. Yep. Um, uh, I'm not apologizing for it though. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. Put that on Nebula's gravestone <laughs> and also on mine. <laughs> so they're talking. They're just trying to figure out where Thonos is. It's been like 28 days after the snap. They're trying to figure out where the fuck Thanos is or what they should do because they don't know. Because everything is terrible. Because everything is terrible. And most people are dead. Well, not most, but half. Half. And, and a half good, is a lot. A lot. And a, half doesn't and, seem like yeah. most, but it would seem like most if you were there. Yeah, exactly. They're just asking Tony, you fought him. You, you like, actually legit fought him. And Quill ruined everything. And Ugh. then... <laughs> To bring that back up to make it mad. <laughs> and that's literally I the literally sound I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make every time I talk about Quill. I'm just gonna be like, <sighs> <laughs> Okay, well, this is gonna be the worst thing that no one is going to get except for us, but that's fine. I can just I don't want to listen to it ready for it? Oh no, this is gonna be anytime <laughs> I mention Quill in the future. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Someone will dress up as fucking Peter Quill. And we'll, he'll just walk by and we'll just be like. <sighs> <laughs> he'll be like, I don't get the reference. Like, like, you don't have to. Fucking you. It's not for you. But also, here's a sticker of our uh, podcast. Please listen. You should listen to this episode <laughs> where we call you a dickhead. <laughs> the literal worst. <sighs> It makes me just think of the little fucking dinosaurs that shoot acid. Yes. If I could have a frill of acid, I absolutely would. That's like the Elizabethan, like, collar that I want. I wanted to spit acid. Can I have both of those things? I would like to be fancy and also acid spitter. God damn it. Okay. Those are my goals in my life. So. Fancy acid spitter. He's all angsty as well, Tony. 
Steve's just like, hey, you fought him. Do you have any idea where he might be? Because we need to find him. And cut off and, his head again. And, and kind of. they haven't cut off his head yet. And God. get the stone so maybe we can reverse this. Reverse, reverse. Yeah, we're still there. It's only 28 days in. And it's only 28 days later. <laughs> There's rabid monkeys everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> And Tony, I don't know, flips the fuck out and talks about how Thanos threw a fucking planet at him, which is true. But that's besides the point. I mean, bad times for Moon Tony. I mean, it's fine. I get it. Tony, you can be upset about these things. I'd be pretty pissed if someone threw a planet at me, too. But um, I'm pretty pissed most of the time. (laughs) But his one line then is, and this is like previous movie, Tony says to Cap, you said we do that together, but where were you? And the thing that bothered, and I get it, like he Literally when 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 me. Tony left, yeah, Cap was still in running or whatever. And I get Tony would have been on Earth if he could have been on Earth. That's not my fucking argument. He, argument here. My argument is Tony, you were there in space because that's where you got dragged off. Guess where Cap was. Here, fighting with these fights, everyone else, because both of them were needed. You guys weren't able to stop it, and Cap was here to try to stop it. You're saying something that doesn't make any sense because Steve was here. He was there, and he lost with that. When you said we'll lose, well, we'll do that together too. They did lose together. Everyone lost. Can everyone stop comparing themselves to Bucky and not being good enough for it? I am sorry. None of you are Bucky. He's better than all of you. And sorry that you all just want Steve Rogers' attention. bleed. (laughs) I am sorry you all want Steve Rogers like the captivated, like Bucky Barnes has Steve Rogers captivated. You've all been there. Believe me. I get it. I want Steve Rogers to look at me like he looks at Bucky Barnes, but it's never, (laughs) it's never going to happen. And I am okay with that. That was the main thing for Tony. Tony. One other small thing I'm going to mention before I get into the two main things, though I do understand, maybe not so much agree, but understand, and I it's not like a super salty point of everything that happened in the final battle for Tony to finally end it. It, it ended how it began. The last line of the first Iron Man mm-hmm. movie is him saying, I am Iron Man. I get that. And I guess it's more salty on the Thanos part, which I guess I can mention after the Tony part, so we'll lead into it from here, is that there were 9,000 other times that Thanos should have been stopped in this movie, and it didn't need to get to where it was. And should have blamed Peter Quill if you were going to blame anybody. Yeah. And it's not even blaming anyone. So it's I understand what they were doing, and it was a powerful blame moment. Peter Quill. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was a power, god damn it, it was a powerful <laughs> moment the first time you're watching the movie. I'm okay with Tony being the end game and being the one. Tony is literally, when they talk to him, he's 
fucking starving. I don't know if you've ever been hangry. And I know... (laughs) I don't know if you, listener, have ever been hangry. I know Brittany has been hangry because I know what she's like when she's angry. And I'm like, oh, why is she so mad about things? And I'm like, oh, she needs to eat a food. Uh, And that's the thing. And if we just waited, like... A fucking week and let Tony eat some fucking ramen or whatever the fuck he's supposed to eat. I just feel like this would have been a different conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Not to call you out. But a little bit. That was super called out. Martha super called me out. Just this On my hangry behaviors. (laughs) The funniest thing about hangry is you're exactly a a fucking Snickers commercial. I give you food and then you're like, I'm immediately fine and normal and not mad about everything in the world. can't help it. It's fine. Sometimes I burn 800 extra calories a day by working out and I'm really hungry and I don't eat enough and then I'm mad. It, it makes sense and I'm always like, what's wrong? And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I literally feel like if anyone had taken three seconds, they would have been like, Tony's literally starving. Maybe we should give him a couple Snickers before he lets <laughs> any words out because he is already like so primed to like hurt people's feelings in general in general that's who tony is that's his first like gambit which like to be fair if you were someone who went to like college as a young person that would be your first gambit as a dickhead that's my first gambit I'm not smart enough to pull off the Tony Stark bullshit, but I'm still kind of a bit of an asshole when I first open up things. So my only problem with them ending, and it's not a problem, it's just a thing, because I don't have a problem with how they ended it. Like I said, I understand it's a full circle. I completely understand what they were going for, Mm -hmm. is... How they did the final the final battle, which is a great battle. Don't get me wrong. There were so many characters that they had to make sure everybody got a little bit of everything. So it made Thanos seem way more powerful than Thanos is. It doesn't make sense for a Thanos who doesn't have, have any stones at this point to be this much of a baller. Yes. I get in Infinity War, he has all the stones, he is a bunch of shit happening. But when he comes from the the past, he has zero stones. He's just Thanos, who is a big, great, brazen alien. And he's, he's very not a, great not yet a raisin. <laughs> yes. He's very he's in between. I <laughs> If you've ever read any of the comics, which is where I wanted to read read more up on Thanos here, but he is very strategic. Mm-hmm. He is smart when it comes to battles. He, he beat you smart. in fucking fourth level chess exactly. from Star Trek. And this is I literally how only he... know that that exists, and that's enough for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> he is able to get the Infinity Stones, and he's able to win temporarily. Mm-hmm. Because of that. He's smart and he's manipulative. And so we'll start with even just the very beginning of Mm -hmm. it was Thor, Tony, and Steve. And he was able to 
essentially wiped them out until Steve was with a broken shield and whatever. And then we can go through some of the characters, fine, whatever. We can say they even paid a homage, luckily, into WandaVision of being like Wanda would have had Thanos if he didn't do the arsenal Mm. from his ship on her because Wanda could have crushed him with a snap of her fingers. Yeah. Like I know Wanda doesn't understand her powers quite enough in the MCU to quite be there yet. Once vision has been killed and she's watched Mm -hmm. him killed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that she doesn't understand her powers. Wanda would crack the world for that. The way that they portray Wanda, which I will say I am happy with how they portray Wanda usually in the MCU is There tends to always be that really powerful moment in every MCU movie. And every single time Wanda's in a movie, she's the one that gets that power move. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in Ultron, where she obliterates everyone around her when Pietro ends up being killed and she crushes Ultron's heart. Is that also the one where she's like... Vision, fuck off, and she like no, and then that civil war. That's what civil war is when Vision, who is this crazy being, is essentially like fuck you, Mjolnir, yeah, and is like and is like no big deal. I literally didn't know this. I'm just gonna obliterate Ultron and do all these crazy things, and Mm. she puts him into the fucking center of the fucking Earth Mm. with her powers, and then even in Infinity War when she destroys the stone while holding off Thanos who has five fucking stones at the time they do give Wanda the power that she has which makes me happy but that's also where I'm like Wanda would have just been like and he would have exploded into a million pieces because that's who she is both Wanda and Carol and then Carol comes in (laughs) Carol would have just flown through him and killed him. Yeah. There would have been no epic fight. Carol would have just literally punched him, her fist through his fucking neck, and he would have been dead. Two characters who could completely obliterate obliterate him. And And that's another thing where I'm also like, okay, I once again, I get why Tony Stark did it, but Tony Stark's not powerful compared to these characters. Like, we're like, not you. Marvel. (laughs) The fact that Marvel was like, we're going to bring in Captain Marvel and like, first of all, we're going to obliterate a bunch of the people that could have dealt with this. Many of whom are women or people of color or both. Mm -hmm. Shuri and... Well, yeah. Shuri and Wanda, just if you had not gotten rid of those It would have been instant. That's that. And then um the fact that Captain Marvel takes forever to fucking show up and then is like at the last second I'll be like, Oh, I guess I show up for the whole Yeah. It's like, like she would have been there instantly. She, could, she knows she knows what's happening. This is her thing, and she would have known this is the fight that she needs to be in. And this is her literal yeah. planet where she grew up. Yes. Like and Granted, she doesn't have as much of a connection with it as she did maybe when she was little. But she also knows this is the fate of the whole entire universe. She even says, this is happening all over the fucking universe, not just here. I have a lot of ground to cover. This is the fight. And she fucking knows this is the fight. This brought everyone back, and this is what can take it away again. And she fucking knows that. Mm -hmm. 
She knows that. And as a Boston girl, she a thousand percent <laughs> knows what her home is and how yeah. to protect it and the fact that she's gonna, like, be ready to square up with any fucking dickhead who fucks around. And like, two Boston yeah. girls will tell you, mm-hmm. you tell me that Boston is in trouble and I will, and I not will be a thousand no. times across the like fucking universe i'm gonna come home and i'm gonna deal with my cute girlfriend maria rampa <laughs> and also uh her bean and who's not else. a little bean anymore her her bigger bean <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else like these are my people yeah this is the people who who made me into a person so that is my my only issue like i said i understand why they full circle mm-hmm. i understand i, I don't mind it's not yeah. a salty point but it's a point i need to bring up just because no one thousand percent just it's because just like like it, as like tony being the beginning and both the end makes sense and also like he's a character who's been sacrificing himself needlessly yes. and stupidly from the beginning that also makes sense. Yes. But also you ignored a bunch of characters. I was say, but so you ignored you a bunch of characters do this. and you made Thanos something that he isn't and mm-hmm. it made it stupid. Thanos' weapon was able to break Steve's shield. He cracked. He was able to mm-hmm. crack it and stab into it, slice into it. Wanda broke Thanos' sword. She broke it with her powers. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that she couldn't fucking take down Thanos with the snap of her fingers. You can't figure out how, like, this equals this. Yeah. This should equal this. But it's just, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, hey, like, yeah, like, Wanda. Your level of strength should be equal across the boards. So if one person is stronger than something. Yeah. They should it should always be, be fucking yes, stronger exactly. than something. You also can't tell me Strange only saw one instance where Carol or fucking Wanda didn't fucking destroy his ass when he didn't have any stones. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way. Doesn't make Anyways, sense. besides that, um, a little bit too where this isn't a big thing. And I did like how they sort of, they paid a little bit of homage to it in Endgame. Nebula mm-hmm. is the actual one who kills Thanos in the comics in Infinity War when she's torturing Nebula, which that's something I didn't mention in Infinity War. Come on, Gamora. You're really going to give up the location of the stone when you know it's what's going to make Thanos do what he does because Nebula is being tortured. Like, you're stronger than that. They do pay homage in, in that. Homage. Oh, It's French. Uh, I is know. It? Yeah. It's basically fromage, but with an H. Um, but it's do like fromage. a silent H. So, French omelette. They do pay a French omelette to uh, Nebula by saying... She'd probably be chill with a French omelette. By saying, um, your sister broke in and she nearly killed me in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So, it's just a little thing because Nebula is the one who ends up actually killing Thanos in the comics, which would have been baller. I understand ugh. it wouldn't have it wouldn't have fit with what I they were trying we're to going. do, but ugh. That would have been so good. (laughs) There's like very little that would have been more satisfying than Nebula having the last. Which is why it's so great that the comics like let her do that too, because she deserves it. Mm -hmm. You deserve that. Nebula. Thankfully, 
That's on my list because <laughs> I, it's important and also yeah. Nebula. Nebula and Gamora as sisters is on my list as well. <laughs> so the next thing I'm going to talk about, who I, I don't think I've mentioned very much, at least in Endgame, <laughs> is Widow. Oh, so we're yeah. gonna go there. We're gonna end. So, we're gonna end with Cap because that's my biggest rage. But we're gonna talk about Widow. Yeah, no, that's fair because this is literally Widow and Cap are my two biggest rages about Endgame. There are a lot of things I could have forgiven if they had not done either. Of these yes. Things. All right, so we're gonna talk about Natasha Romanoff. I'm sad. I know. I know you guys can't see it, but I'm making sad faces. <laughs> Okay. They're very sad. I'm sorry that I have a weird old man laugh for everything. <laughs> Natasha Romanoff. We talked a little bit about how they fucking destroyed Steven Nat's relationship for the most part in Endgame. There is no way that they wouldn't have clung to each other after the snap. Yeah, and after everything that happened, like, they were already, Natasha already well, went against everything for Steve. already been clinging to yes. disappear. Well, I was gonna say, yes, exactly. Or decided that it was gonna become a dumb murder ninja. Yeah. So from Civil War to Infinity War, it was two years, and they were on the run together. Bucky was in Wakanda, so it was Steve and Nat and Sam and Wanda when she wasn't on her little sexy trips with Vision. Sometimes and- I need to hang out with my <laughs> boyfriend who's also a <laughs> robot. And we already know, like, the, the three of them definitely have a, a special relationship, like Steve with Sam. And I know Nat and Sam probably have their own little cute, stupid yeah. thing going well, there's on. There's a but- lot of trust. Yes. And Steve and Nat... I think just understood each other in a way that most the other people wouldn't understand. See Winter Soldier. Yes, exactly. Endgame after the beginning where it's they kill Thanos and then it's five years later. Essentially makes it bring to a point where like they're like, so Nat's trying to just hold everything together and Steve has gone off. He's around. He shows up every once in a while. He checks in on her. But he essentially isn't there. And I just don't see that happening. But it's the same time where they start to force the fucking Peggy Carter and compass down your throat. And and he does his little fucking youth group talk about the I met the love of my life. And then froze. And we'll get fucking. No, everything is sad. We will, yeah, we'll get into it. There is it. The Steve portion is going to be the longest portion, so don't worry. That was so so close. This amazing friendship that they built, this amazing relationship friendship that they built between Steve and Nat, which is one of my favorite relationships of the MCU, starting in Winter Soldier. It's eh in Avengers, but it's still there a little bit. And then it is full force again in Civil War. I feel like they wrote fucking Steve's stories. Steve Rogers is a completely different person from the Captain America trilogy to the fucking Avengers movies. Like, completely different. And I don't understand 
how that happened. Like, why would you take your cues from the worst characterization yeah. of him? Mm-hmm. When you could take them from the best characterization of yes. him, which is the first movie that he's in the yes. first adventure. Exactly. Joss Whedon clearly didn't understand any piece of no. who he was supposed no, to be. not at all. But even in the first Avenger, when Steve fucking chucked Nat up from his shield, I think that's sort of where the relationship yeah. started. But the relationship started in Winter Soldier, and it wasn't, wasn't quite there in Age of Ultron, and then was back in full force in Civil War. So yeah, the, the differentiation between the, the Avengers movies and the Cap trilogy with their characters is is frustrating. Ugh. But in Infinity War was there. Yep. Like, Nat was with him, and she was she's always on the right. She's his right-hand man. Like, that is, is the, she, like he, Jesus. He, <laughs> and, and that's where they know they can trust each other, and they can read each other, and they know each other, and they built this trust that's great for them. And then, like I said, Endgame comes around, and it and it seems like the first 28 days, they're together, they're trying to figure it out. But, I mean, I guess you could say it's five years, but I don't see them. I see them being like, especially since everybody else is out doing everything else, they're trying to keep everything together the best they can. This is where Steve's character starts falling apart. Steve wouldn't leave her to be that. No. To be the one crying over a peanut butter sandwich. He would be there with her. If she wanted to cry over a peanut butter sandwich, he would be there with her, letting her cry over a peanut butter sandwich. Not like, I probably haven't seen you in a month or whatever, or two months or whatever it was. It just was all these movies, all this character growth, and especially between them, such, like I said, one of the best relationships of the movie, of MCU, and they destroyed it in the first 15 minutes of that game. Every time we've seen Steve, he kind of needs to cling to someone. Yes. Like, that's part of his personality. It's who he is. It's not, like, a problem. No. He He needs, yeah. Some and, sort of direction. And since and Bucky he's, has been that direction. It was Bucky. And, and then Sam when he came in. And, yep, and Nat. I can understand if Steve pushed away, Nat would let him push away. That I get. But I don't see Steve pushing away because he needs it and he knows she needs it. Like I said, everybody else wanted to go do their things. Everybody was doing things around the world. He wouldn't leave that tower. He would stay with her. Because that's how they vote. That's how Part they've been doing things. There's personality. <laughs> oh, that's my personality. <laughs> <laughs> Part of Steve's personality is that he's very like driven by his duty and what he feels like he needs to do. Mm-hmm. So it was just a bad. It ignores so much character development. So much character development between two characters. That it it fucking was awful. They have a few points in it that if they did the holding right, it wouldn't have felt like that. One of the saddest parts of the movie when Nat fucking looks at Steve, smiles, and says, see you in a minute, and he smiles. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, that is a special connection between the two of them. Like, they're like, hey, be back in a minute, cutie pie, love you. Like, we're, I'm not saying it to anyone else. I'm saying it to you because you're important. You like, everyone in this room is important to me, but we're different. So yeah. then, well, yeah. I guess we'll go into uh, the obvious 
on Bormir. If I roll my eyes anymore, I might literally die. Okay, so we'll we'll start with this. Looking at statistics, looking at facts, Scarlett Johansson, other than Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow, has been in the movies the longest. She was in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. She's also been one of them that's been in the most movies. She's been in uh, the Iron Man franchise. She's been in Cap's franchise. She's been in the Avengers franchise. She's All gotten the ripped out, out of, uh, ripped off of her own goddamn franchise, even though she should have had her own fucking trilogy too. I would understand Scarlett Johansson that wanting to move on from I'm, the character. I get it. She's done this for 10 years at this point. I think other than Tony or other than Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and, um, and Paul yeah, but Paul Bettany is kind of weird because Paul Bettany was just a voice for some mm-hmm. of them. Um, My favorite. Yes. Even like, though he has been in whoops, every, almost every I single. Yeah. I was yeah. going to end up here and yes. I have but, um, mistakes. She has been the one that's been in one of the most. So I would, I understand and I understand that actors and actresses they want to, mm-hmm. they want to like move on like they've yeah. done their thing and especially since she eventually Black Widow will come out. It should have already come out. She's finally gotten her movie. It is a blasphemy one, like I said, that she didn't get her own trilogy, but also that, not that I don't love Captain Marvel and it was a great movie and she's a great character. It's that a blasphemy that it came first before the Black Widow movie. Oh, I get that. But I think it was her loss was the most shocking out of all six of the original Avengers. I think she was the last mm-hmm. one I thought that would have died. Out of all six of them, I thought she would have. And maybe we knew maybe, someone because I feel like they'd release like vague, like someone important. Yes, was going to go. And yes, and and I, and I think all of us thought, okay, it's going to be Cap, Thor, and Tony. Like those were going to probably be the three. Exactly. Like so, and I and I guess Thor, more or less that was. Yes, yeah. and I mean I guess, but also the and there was also the fake the fake out of we knew a Black Widow movie was coming, mm-hmm. and we probably didn't we didn't know anything about it yet, so we didn't know it was going to be set technically before even Infinity War, so we didn't know a timeline. Like I have so much less problem with Black Widow dying and so much more problem with literally any part of how it was done. Yes. This is where the saltiness comes to happen. First off, she is on Vormir and it's her and fucking Clint. Mm. And this is where I do believe the stone would work because I do believe her and Clint love each other in a very, you know, they're very very important to each other. other, And I understand that. And they're important to each other in the comics too. Mm -hmm. It's a different importance, but they're important to each other in the comics too. So it's fine. I get it. I'm okay with that. Clint saved her. She like, it's, they they have a lot of, yes, her, one of Clint's kids is named Nathan. Yes. Because of, because of her. Natasha. And, and like, they're best friends. That's right, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nathan Pietro. Okay. Barton. Cool. Yeah. So that's not, that's not the problem. The problem is, one, it should have been Clint. Because one, Clint's probably the least liked event. Hit us up for it should have been Clint merch because we will definitely, <laughs> we will definitely that do that. We want to do also, that. Two, Clint 
sort of became Ronan, I guess. That's what they were trying to do. But he was just going around. I don't know. Because Matt had to die because Clint had a fake family. Huntress. Uh, She's not good. Like, you could have been cool, but you were just like, I'm going to kill a bunch of the actors. And I'm like. Love Clint in the so comments. Much. Probably oh we're more very, than most people. Very big fans we're of big Clint, Clint fans in the comics. Clint which, fans. <laughs> man, man. Clint which is probably more than most people. Honestly, Clint fans make more sense. <laughs> Clint always needs to be a hot mess. Just keep him a hot mess, please. So this is what I heard, and I don't know if it's true. And I try not to think about it if it is true. Originally. The original, original, original script, it was supposed to be Clint. Yes. No, I'd read that somewhere, and too. And it, it makes a, more sense. It was a female someone who was like, no, it needs to be Nat. She deserves this. She was putting it as like a hero's thing. Nat has done so much. Nat didn't need to sacrifice herself to fucking prove anything else. And any actual fan fucking knows that. So I almost drowned because of that. That's yes. The most so they thing. changed I'm it. I'm glad that they were like, we're going to throw some dumb Red Skull shit in there and you guys can decide who's going to sacrifice themselves. And I've never been glad about that because that's the shittiest, yes. dumbest shit. And then, okay, so fine, you're trying to give Nat this take Clint's beautiful away. yeah. So trying, you're trying to give Nat this. You know, she's erasing her red from her ledger, and she's making the ultimate sacrifice. Which, honestly, her sacrifice was more than Tony's sacrifice because anybody could have killed Thanos. But whatever. But then they treated Nat like nothing. My main thing is Clint comes back and they notice Nat's not there. And someone I think it's Bruce, which if you don't remember the stupid, stupid ass fucking relationship that tried to make between that and then fucking wrote out because it was awful. It was awful. And then they they decided not to talk about it. And literally when Nat finally saw Bruce again, she was literally just like, hey. again because it was real bad but my relationship they (laughs) they zoom in on weird hulk bruce instead of steve who is right next to him and then when they're if you're gonna zoom on anybody steve Steve or tony yes like yes or at least tony tony has fucking known her the longest exactly like tony's known her for a really long time and yeah they have like both abrasive relationships. But at the same time other, but they like and enjoy you, and each yes. other. And I know and we were talking a little bit about how we don't know what happens in between the movies so we can't really but there's no way in five years that Nat wasn't fucking Morgan's auntie. Like Nat went and saw Tony multiple yeah. times because well, Tony goes and lies down when she's they're both yes, making a yes. shitty peanut butter sandwich yes. together. <laughs> like, you don't make depressed peanut butter sandwiches with anyone who you don't trust. As yeah. a person who is constantly depressed, <laughs> usually not making peanut butter sandwiches. I would not open a lot of people into that. So, it was very stupid. Once again, it was one of those, like, I feel like forced things that they were trying to make us a remember, bummer. which was dumb. And then when they're, the only thing they give to Nat is when the original 
five of them now are out on the dock. Bruce, like, throws the fucking bench or whatever. And they do show Steve with, like, a single tear rolling down <laughs> his cheek. And we then there's We only nothing. get one tear from Steve. This was a big deal. Also, I feel like Steve has earned a couple tears. I think Steve his entire life has fucking... But it sucked. And the, the one person he had left is, and is gone Where right none now. of these fuckers crying. Yeah. I'm crying. Yes. And I'm Well, Clint, Clint was crying because Clint's a pussy-ass bitch. But <laughs> I mean, Clint should be crying. Clint, cry! <laughs> it is fair that Clint cries. Clint, you would 1,000% have earned crying <laughs> from this. Because you know that it should have been, been you and not Natasha. It's true. Clint does say that often, at mm-hmm. least. Hit us up. For it should have been Clint merch, <laughs> which will come very shortly in the future. <laughs> All right. The main thing that, and the last thing I'm going to mention for Nat, other than, like I said, they ripped her off of everything. Because she is, like I said, literally the reason why it worked is because of Nat. Tony, whatever, a million people could have fucking ended that, could have ended Thanos, as we talked about earlier. No one would have come back if it wasn't for Nat. So it sucks that at the very end, Tony gets this big send-off, and Nat gets zero. She gets nothing. They've both been around since the same time. Yeah. And Tony had one more movie than her. And she did more it than Tony. Sucks. I'm sorry. Like, it's it fine sucks. to have a thing for Tony, but they should have given something else to Nat, too. There should have been more. And I, I know a lot of fans feel ripped off that Nat didn't get something because she's fucking so important. So I guess this this is two points in one. It has to do with the main battle. So the main battle is like a huge deal for, obviously, and it's a great battle. So the first point I'm going to mention is they make sure that Steve never says Avengers Assemble for all 21 movies before Endgame. He never says he teases it a few times. He never says Avengers Assemble. The fact that Natasha isn't there backing him up like she has for all of these movies for him to say Avengers Assemble when she's the only one. Everybody is back at this point and everybody is alive except her. And she doesn't get to be there for one of the biggest moments in the MCU history. It's heartbreaking. Like, I'm getting choked up right now with how heartbreaking that is. And how fucking dirty that is to her character. It's just like bullshit. Bullshit. That she... Remove her from yeah, this. Yeah, to remove her with and all then, these other characters that have just showed up and are important or whatever. But she being literally the in the original six... six and, people and, and one of them is a woman. And she doesn't get to be there when all of these people here and it's such an amazing... Like, I feel... Almost, I Not only is it awful for... Black Widow, like, I feel jit for Scarlett Johansson, like, all of that shit you got to go through, and you don't get to be in that scene. Like, how unfair is that? It sucks. The fact that you're crying I'm so upset about it. is so very much money. You can cry for a Black Widow. But, it, but it's all in she general. Like, it's, it's all, all in general. Like, it's all there. Like, it just you sucks. Like, this fake. <laughs> it's 
okay. Are you it's sure? Make me hot. I don't want to. It's hug very it. warm, <laughs> so I was trying to pass it off. I'm not gonna lie. Just put it over here. <laughs> he's, he's a stuffed animal. I'm not gonna take offense. <laughs> My Hamtaro pig is not gonna take offense. Are you sure? Because literally everything that my mother taught me was that uh, your stuffed animals have many feelings, and you should feel bad about them forever and ever. Amen. All right. And then the last one, which leads into it, is they have that amazing scene where Peter gives the glove to Captain Marvel. And he's like, are you going to be able to take all of them on your own? And then Pepper comes in and she's like, she's not on her own. And then all of the female Avengers and superheroes come in to back her up. And it's an amazing scene but it hurts because what it was in there. It is too she, little too late. And she walks so they could run. All you but can it's feel so is rude. That. It's yeah. all like the first time you watch it, because you're caught up in it when me and Martha saw it at 9.30 p.m. on that <laughs> night. You're caught up in everything, so it's not that it's not as intense. But as soon as you rewatch it, as soon as you rewatch it, that's all you can think about. She she should be the one holding that glove. She should be the one holding that glove and running wherever she needs to go because that was her right. She was the one that let them realize that female superheroes could be a thing and they are a thing and it's an amazing thing. And once again, she got ripped off of it. She didn't need to do that. It shouldn't have been her. It should have been CS for merch. <laughs> So, because I've looked for, it should have been Clint I'm almost Hirsch. surprised it isn't a thing. I've literally looked so many places for it, it should have been Clint Merch, and there isn't <laughs> well, We're going to make so it. So, we're making it. <laughs> but if you want to, it should have been Clint Button, we, we are on it. You. We got we're you. We're going to figure out where to get a shirt. Yes. So, one of my hugest beefs with Endgame is just how dirty they did Natasha. So fucking dirty that it hurts. It's brutal. It's brutal. And it's a it's a fuck you to her and it's a fuck you to every female who follow who loves these who's a things. Fan? Yeah. Stayed from the fucking beginning. 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 I saw Iron Man 2 midnight premiere. Mm-hmm. I was dressed up as fucking Black Widow. I was dressed up as Iron Man. <laughs> we went to different ones, yeah. but we still did. put these pictures up. So any widow fan slash female in general who follows the series feels what they did to widow mm-hmm. and how they fucked her over so bad. And it also doesn't help that unfortunately with COVID it's kept pushing the black widow movie off and that also hurts. So, <laughs> but I love you, Natasha. All right. We're move on to our last topic here. The abomination in how they ruined Steve Rogers as a character. Everything they led up to, everything they did for character development to make him, to make him Steve Rogers that everybody needs as Captain America, they ruined an endgame. There's a bunch of other things I might be able to let go, but I will never be able to let go Widow, and I'll never be able to let go what they did to Steve Rogers. Not to mention, 
I don't think Chris Evans has ever publicly come out, but he is not happy. And Sebastian Stan has had fucking words about it. <laughs> words. My favorite. Yes. Catching him on some like thing where he probably wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, 1000% agree forever and ever on that. <laughs> The main thing I'm going to go through here is a little slideshow someone did, and (laughs) they literally labeled it the ethical abomination that is Steve Rogers ending, and it literally doesn't have anything to even bring in the ship of, like, Bucky or Steve. Even though it's brought up, it's not a weird ship, even though I do ship that in the MCU. And elsewhere. And elsewhere, but... If you go beyond that, they've ruined Steve Rogers. So let's go through some of these points here. Um, So if you don't know, at the very end of Endgame, I literally refuse to watch it. Even Mm -hmm. when I watch Endgame, I stop the movie every single time Mm -hmm. after Tony's funeral. Uh, Because I can't. Because it literally makes me want to... Tony's funeral is such a good place to end. Yes, it's a good place to end. Let's also Let's ruin it with this. Ruin it. Um, it's the worst five minutes of a movie ever, and it ruined. <laughs> there are some bad, <laughs> and it ruins everything that Steve Rogers ever stood for or ever was. Ruined. He's already had some questionable moments about his character through the movie, but whatever. We can look over some of it. Well, like I said, with Nat or whatever, but he had some great moments, and then this five minutes ruined him, and. The writer should be ashamed because this was what you wrote. You gave him so much in all these movies and then you did this with him. So. And he's Steve Rogers. This is what we're supposed to stand for. And this is what you gave for us. So um, most of this all mostly has to do with, like I said, if you guys don't know, Steve goes back to put all the stones in time. We've already talked to a couple of other problems with that. The main one is... Though we don't 100% know, what they lead us to believe is he ends up staying in the past with Peggy. And then when he comes back to the future, it's it's him older because it's been all these years later, even though that's not how the super serum soldier work. Same deal. You Did you just hear what I said? Super serum soldier. <laughs> Yes. Super Soldier Serum works. You um, guys know what we're, we're fucking talking about, don't the SSS here? Oh no, don't, don't no, maybe not that. But the Super Soldier Serum, serum. it works in a way that wouldn't be that. That's a whole other problem in itself. And he comes back, and he's old. And I understand, once again, Chris Evans was ready to leave the character and they were ready to pass the mantle on to Anthony Mackie for Sam becoming Captain America. I get that, but they just did it in a horrible, 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 horrible way that makes me want to die a little bit. How did we end up talking about the same thing? (laughs) If you're going to pass on your legacy, don't be a fucking dickhead in the head. Okay. Ugh. What we're led to believe is that he stays with Peggy and he has a family with Peggy, even though everything they've told us about time travel so far is you shouldn't be doing that. So a bunch of people were trying to be like, oh, well, this is why they did it and this is why they did it. So the way they broke it down is by different what people were saying, why this makes sense, which it doesn't. 
in your my discussion. My eyes are going to float yeah. out of my skull. So one of them is he deserves some kind of a reward. So first point, Peggy isn't a reward. She is a person. She had her own beautiful life after Steve. She's incredible. Really? We can't Steve even. Steve was a blip on her radar. I was going to say, we can't even define what Peggy and Steve were because they didn't have a chance. So we can't say this fact that they forced love of Steve's life down his throat in Endgame and this thing with Peggy is awful to both the characters because Steve is way in the future now and he wouldn't do that to Peggy or anyone. And they completely write out anything that happened in Peggy Carter when Peggy said goodbye to Steve. She said goodbye to all the unknowns that could have been Steve and she said goodbye to Steve. Watch Peggy Carter on Disney+. It's so good. But we talked about it a little bit. She dumps his blood and that's her. And she literally is like, goodbye, my love. And she's, and then she's her needing, no, she needs to move on. And Steve's her own person, her own strong person. She's incredible. So incredible. And Steve is a blip in her ring. Yes. And he's they a very literally, blip. Yes. And if that had gone. And you know, if, yeah, if he didn't die, who great. fucking, it could have been something amazing, but we don't but know because he got frozen in the water for 70 years. Their romance was literally. They had one kiss and they were planning their first date mm-hmm. because the whole time they were just in war. Peggy super saw something in him and he was like, oh my God, she's super pretty and super fucking awesome. She's incredible. And then she's- they were able to understand each other a little bit because he was the small, even though he wasn't small anymore, but he was that small little kid and she was a woman and they were able to understand each other and they were attracted to each other. But nothing happened. Nothing could happen. They were in war. Nothing. There was, like I said, there's one kiss. You saw their one kiss. And there was that one planned date. That they made while Steve knew he was gonna die, <laughs> and nothing happened. Making literally any yes. So it's dumb. It's dumb to be like she. This is when he this wanted was, forever yeah. and ever. No, on and like literally, their only other few interactions was a, key, a few like letters that they wrote to each other during the war, and then the fucking like compass that Steve had. Which, Which he doesn't have in the future no. unless you're a bad writer. Yeah. Unless you don't, I unless said, you said, were I... really scared about how homo you made Steve and Bucky. Whoops, we made this a little bit too yay. And then we even let the actors lean into it and now it's really gay. Now we have to lean way the fuck out. That makes no sense. And then one of the last things is to prove this whole reward thing. Yeah. That it's bullshit, obviously. Steve signed up for this experiment that they didn't know what was going to happen. He could have died. They didn't know. He was this tiny little boy that had four million ailments that were deadly. Steve, I don't know how you left your house. Steve signed up because he wanted to be in the war because that's who he was because he wanted to do the right thing and he wanted to help people he didn't like bullies he didn't he didn't like bullies and he didn't do it for brownie points to be rewarded in the end that's never what he wanted there's also the whole like they cut the scene out in endgame where Rhodey was just like hey 
why didn't you just jump off of the aircraft into the water? Because we know you jump off things without parachutes all the time (laughs) instead of crashing into the water and then just being like, hey, I'm here. Come pick me up. And the only thing Steve said was bombs on board. And Brody was just like, but why didn't you just jump off? And they cut it. The main reason they cut it out was because it doesn't doesn't make any sense because Steve could have done that. But Steve was doing that because he was out of his mind because of Bucky. And we all know that. We all know that. Like, homo or not, he was... Many homos. (laughs) Many homos are not. Even if you just want to be like, they were best friends, it was because of Bucky. He couldn't fucking, he didn't care that he was planning a date with Peggy. It doesn't matter what your, like, future is. If your best friend dies, however homo you are or aren't. But they're very homo in this. And I'm very homo (laughs) in this. Um... That's going to yeah. fuck you up in a big, big, and big way. Peggy didn't you stop him. Watch it fucking yes. happen. He watched him fall. He couldn't stop it. So much. It was a lot. And no one, no None one. None of these yeah. dickheads get but into fucking therapy. The, no, especially in the 40s and in war. But. <laughs> None of these dickheads get any therapy. His mother's shirt He's planning a date with Peggy that he knows he's not going to get to because he knows that he's going to die. And Peggy wasn't enough to stop him because hope for something that's not going to ever exist. Yes. Peggy wasn't his true love. They didn't, they didn't get to that point yet. Maybe eventually down the line that could have happened, but it didn't. All right. The next point, but he said he was her true love. Once again, it never showed anything. All it really ever shows was before it wore, like, Steve had a crush on her, like, but it was very bad. Yeah, it was very bad with ladies because he's used to being this big. And he is used to men who are bad at ladies. Yeah. Bad at ladies. Well, I mean, it's not like she didn't try to flirt with him and he didn't quite get it. It's like, let's not pretend that this was incredible because Peggy leaned in as hard as she fucking could. He, other than visiting her, which when he visits her in the hospital in Winter Soldier... Shocking Winter Soldier did it right. It's very platonic and like we know where we're at. And your heart breaks and so does mine and every person. And there's so many what ifs, but it's okay. Yeah. You had an amazing life. And Steve even says like, or Peggy is like, I lived a life. And Steve looks at the pictures and isn't sad about it. You watch the fucking Peggy Carter series yes, you and you realize that Peggy Carter is a goddamn boss. And then you can't tell me that if fucking Peggy was his true fucking love, he would go make out with his her fucking niece. No, that's weird. It's fucking weird. Everybody knows it's weird. It's weird. Peggy isn't your. With that, but you should. You both should be uncomfortable with this. There's no way Sharon doesn't know who you are to your to her aunt Peggy, and you know now who Sharon Carter is. There's no way you two are making out. It's weird. It just is not. Every person in this deserves a thousand percent. Yes. 
Steve deserves better. Peggy deserves better. And got better. And then they were like, what if we just put Steve back here? Yeah. Uh, and then Sharon is incredible and deserves better. She deserves to have all of her stole, stolen Monets and also <sighs> potentially her, like, sharp-jawed girlfriend. I will be your girlfriend. <laughs> and one of the last points is if Steve... I mean, I guess you could say hindsight is twenty twenty, but if Steve really thought Peggy was his one true love, why wouldn't he have said that when he was about to crash a plane into the fucking ocean? Not plan a first date. There were a thousand th- things that he could have done and just didn't. Yes. And that doesn't make sense. To all Steve of the character person. development that they were giving him. Yeah. The next point. Essentially, even though Steve hasn't fucking looked at this compass since the first Avenger because it hasn't existed since the first Avenger. It's also immortal. He He has also seemingly spent more time staring at this compass than he has actually spent time with Peggy. Oh no. Uh Oh (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Fuck, that's true. It's so true. It's true. He's like, I'm in the future. You know what would be great if I stared at this a lot and also didn't do anything with the person who's in it. If I stared at this thing that doesn't have any reason to exist a lot, and also you never, ever, ever saw me staring at it. Until right now. But it's in my head. So, memories. In most, like, superhero journeys, there's, like, the full circle. That normally happens, like we were talking about with Tony earlier. Mm -hmm. But with this ending, Steve doesn't get his full circle, which some people are like, well, he does. But it it isn't at all a full circle. All the progress and growth he experienced after living most of his adult life in the present is ignored or regressed. And his hero's journey, that moment comes when his hero returns to his place of origin and realizes that he's changed so much and he can never truly go back, ends up completely being abolished because he just goes back and fucks everything up. So Tony gets this nice circle where at the very beginning, even Steve calls him out as being like the guy that will never make the sacrifice. And there's been sacrifices. Yeah. And there's been small sacrifices the whole time. And then he makes the ultimate sacrifice. Steve goes back and then is just like, Oh, I was screwed. I should stay here and fuck everything up, which is the last thing Steve Rogers would ever do ever. At this point too, Steve has progressed not into the role of just like a typical superhero, but also a teacher to help others. And this would just essentially stop that. And he's here to pass on what he knows. Legacy. Exactly. We're talking all the same points. (laughs) And then the last thing is he essentially just abandons everyone without saying bye. Yeah. All right. The next point is Peggy actually regretted not not marrying Steve and he was doing her a favor, which <laughs> literally if someone ever said that to me, I would break their nose. I would break <laughs> it. I would be like, I've always wanted to punch a person. I guess you were the one. You would break their nose and I would video it <laughs> and then be like, this never happened. This never happened. They'd be like, did you have... 
six seltzers before this, and I'd be like, <laughs> uh, what? I don't no. know what you're fucking talking about. Alright, so <laughs> the main argument that we can talk about here is, as I mentioned briefly before, in The Winter Soldier, Peggy literally verbatim like, tell Steve that she loved her life and her only regret is that he didn't get to live his. And she has pictures of her family and whoever she married, who we're all assuming is, uh, Su- Susa and is super cute and we love it. She had several bows throughout the he, comics. Yeah. And they were all hot as fuck and amazing. Of course. But, like, she had a family, and she loved them, and she wouldn't go back. She would do that again. She's just sad that he didn't get to live his there, but not that she regretted them not being able to be together. And then Steve literally saw all the photos of her children and heard her speak about her husband in the fucking little video. And there's... No reason why he would ever want to take that away from her. There's no, he's not selfish. That's one of the reasons why they chose him to do this experiment. Mm-hmm. Going back and taking Hard Peggy and like that is selfish. It's fucking shitty. Yeah. And Steve knew how fucking hard Peggy fought yes. for her life yeah. to be her own. And he would never no, have done that. Absolutely not. And this is the only scene that we have in the future or in the present of Peggy and Steve because the next one is her funeral. And it's supposed to just be like this nice momentum of our past weren't quite in line. She was in the But night. exactly to, it actually says right here, two, uh, two passing ships in the night is Fuck. one of the actual <laughs> quotes that this person uses. Um, <laughs> And that they're okay with it. Like, Steve's going to have a life here. He's confused right mm-hmm. now, but he's going to have a life here. And he's going to find his people, which he does that movie. He finds him and that open up. He finds Sam and he finds out Bucky is still alive. He finds that in this movie. And we know Peggy had a happy, good life as best as a S.H.I.E.L.D. person can have. Okay, next... Steve promised her a dance. So this is one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'll take this quote and I'll put a bandaid on it and make it my own ending if we have to stay with this stupid ending. The list of things that I've (laughs) promised to people who I never intended to actually feel like do anything with that promise is very, very long. (laughs) And like, yeah, I'm a shittier person than Peggy Carter. But also, sometimes you say a thing to a person to be nice, and then you're like, well, that's Also, that. yeah, they talked about this when they were one in war, and two when he was about to die on a plane. Literally just hopping on a plane yeah. to throw it into the ocean forever yeah. and ever. Like, it's one of those whatever. things that you're both just trying to comfort each other mm-hmm. in this moment, because you we know one of them's going to die. This is great. This is fine. It doesn't seem like... At the end of Endgame, they're, like, super worried about Pym particles because not only did they grab a whole shit, Hank Pym is back. That's another thing I forgot to mention about Endgame, interrupting myself. Who plays Janet? Oh, um, uh. 
plays Catwoman in Batman. She's incredible. She plays one Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes, thank you. She's supposed to have these weird godlike powers. I meant to say powers when I said problems. <laughs> from being in the quantum realm. And she's nowhere to be found in either of the fights. I feel yes. like she probably could have solved their problem in both times. But what am I to say? It's Weirdly, fine. yet another woman who they were like, maybe if we just don't think about her for like a while. No one else will. The fact that she could solve all the And all we are going to give it to Tony Stark. Yeah. So that is our Janet, Shuri, Carol, Wanda. Wanda. <laughs> this is a long list. It's getting longer. It just keeps getting longer. Mm-hmm. Have you considered female characters? <laughs> All right. Since it doesn't seem like there's going to be any problem with pin particles anymore, there's no reason why, while Steve was bouncing around putting the stones back, he couldn't have quickly gone and given her a little dance and then fucking left. I know it would have been weird. It probably would have screwed with the timeline a little bit, but it wouldn't what have been. I also can, I also, also can. Peggy leads. Shield. Well, she knows I was, weird shit. I was going to say, I literally could see Peggy keeping that a secret to her fucking grave. Absolutely. Because that's who she is. Like, she would she do that. Incredible. If she Steve could. was like, hey, this is a thing. And she'd be like, okay. And that I'm would sorry, be it. I'm from the future. My pants are much tighter than they used to. <laughs> Some reason shirts got smaller in the future. <laughs> Some reason. Nap says this is the biggest size they Nap have. Says this, is the, this is definitely my size. <laughs> and she's like, um, can you send this note back to Nat? And it just says thanks with an X. <laughs> In a heart. She was like, I'm not going to give the KS, but I will give a heart. Because uh, thank you for watching. That is is the fucking sisterhood friendship I want from everything. So, yeah, so that could have been fine. We could have done that instead of being assholes and said we were assholes. And then. We also want to, they should also bring about the fact that there's the scene in First Avenger. That's where Peggy blatantly shoots down Bucky. But everybody's drunk and having a good time. If they really wanted to have a dance, they could have just danced there. There was a dance floor. There was a bar. There was booze. No one would have judged. Also, Everyone I don't was know drunk. if you looked at Steve, but you know he's a bad dancer. <laughs> it's okay. So it's going to be bad no matter what. So you might as well... Just get it out of the way. First yeah. time's always the worst. <laughs> and then as we've been saying before... Let's stop acting like promises before, seconds before impending death are meant to <laughs> actually be forever and be a... a How many a, shitty an, promises have <laughs> I been like, I totally promised this and I'm like, I really hope that this person never, ever... Martha tells me she's going to do things all the time and does it. Yeah, well, Which is why we still don't have any pins. <laughs> okay. So we'll go to the fucking love of his life comment that Steve said multiple times in Endgame that I want to vomit over. Even if Peggy was Steve's love of his life, which it wasn't, but that's besides the point. He definitely wasn't the love of her life. He wasn't. (laughs) No. And, I said it once. And there's not just one love. You're not going to only love one person in your entire fucking life. It. 
Steve Rogers was a blip, a very fucking attractive blip <sighs> on Peggy's radar. And it would have been great if something maybe could have happened, but it didn't. But then so she he moved- fucking died. So she was like, you know what? I've got other goddamn people to do. Yeah. Literally. I wish they were me, but sadly they aren't. Stop pushing yourself into Peggy Carter's will. Hey, girl. <laughs> have you considered not men? Ugh. And then... Of women from the futures. And then even he says, literally, this is a quote that only fucking backfires on them. I just met the love of my life before going into the ice. So they literally known each other for like a year while they were in war. There, I, I guess you can believe whatever the fuck you want, but on this fucking podcast, we don't believe in fucking soulmates and true loves and little red ribbons and falling in love at first sight. That isn't a thing. You have to know a person. You have to know a mother fucking person. You don't just see someone unless they're a fucking animal and say, I love them. Yeah. I loved my dog instantly because he's a fucking dog. You know how many people I've ever said that to? Zero. Because sometimes they open their mouth and instantly they're a motherfucking asshole. Okay, so the next one is about the stupid fucking photo that Peggy has on her desk. Also, can we quickly talk about the fact that there's absolutely zero way that Peggy wouldn't have seen fucking Steve in her office. She's here, the glass is here, and Steve is here. They're right there. There's no fucking way. Steve, and Steve is like gawking at her. Like Steve is the, like, I'm a big fucking girl. I was gonna say, so the fact that Steve can see her so clearly, guess what? P- Peggy can see him just as clearly. This is two me. ways. <laughs> It's one of those things where I forget what year this is that they go back, but it's one of those other things where they're forced because just like in our hospital room where she had pictures of her family and her children or whoever they were, if this was the current future or if this was the current present of her time, she may have had a picture of Steve on her desk, but she would have also had pictures of her family and mm-hmm. her husband and her children and her, and her dog that I assume she has. It, yeah, I don't know if Sharon was born yet because Tony wasn't born yet. But probably not. Then. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, it wouldn't have been a Steve solidary picture of Steve. It would have been life. her actual family since it has been fucking twenty something years. Been her actual yes. fucking life because and that's like not I said, there's you know she pr- could have. I, one, don't believe she would have had a picture of Steve on her desk. But she could have had a picture of Steve, but it would have been with a bunch of others. So just having a picture of Steve on her desk is so wrong. Yeah. And then it says, if all it takes is to prove a love is a single photo, Bucky had one of Steve in his notebook. So clearly, this only makes them... Prove also, their gay debate. Just saying, big shrug. There's literally no way that Steve's sketchbooks <clears throat> are filled with pictures of Bucky. Pictures of all of these guys. On all of them, but yes. Well, probably mostly of them. Yes. So this is here a little bit. It goes into a little time travel, usually is a metaphor for stunted emotional and uh, psychological <laughs> growth. And those who end up remaining in the past show that they haven't been able to move forward, while those who go back and forward have shown that they have grown. 
so it's short handing Steve because Steve has done so much growth in his character and then it's like meh fuck you I yep. guess I also like how they talk about how Steve's mental health is just ignored because they want to keep him as the perfect love cures all and picture boy when Steve has so much PTSD and mental health and it should be addressed like, because they do a very very in like especially with Steve I think that Steve is probably the worst of it, but all of the like main six Avengers, they do a very bad job of being like genuinely they have PTSD and have to fix their yeah. own problems. The fact that Tony's only gets addressed three movies in, and he gets attacked in fucking which is true, which he would have so much. But out of all of them. Steve's and Nat should be way worse than Tony's. Yeah. And should be from the very beginning. Both are like genuine Yes. Both Clint and fucking Hulk. Though also Thor. All have terrible abusive relationships yep. in their past. That have made them into the people that they mm-hmm. are. The only one they gave any small form of PTSD was Tony. Yeah. Which, and they gave it to him so fucking late. And they only gave it to him literally in that one movie. And, and that's he's like, legit. I don't have a PTSD. And it's like, you literally, how do you, you <laughs> have PTSD for four movies. <laughs> All right. So the next one was Steve is unhappy, wants to go back in the future and wants to go back to the past, <sighs> which is ridiculous because... That means he literally never got over a woman that he was never even in a relationship with. They kissed once. And there's nothing for him in the past. Also, if he never truly got over his life in the 40s, it would essentially be the catabasis narrative, which is where the individual becomes stuck in a metaphorical purgatory, where he is not able to heal or grow and he's incapable of moving on and is just not happy. Which, there's this whole, like, he gets a family out of it kind of thing. Yeah, I could see Steve in a purgatory before all of this fucking yeah. happened. Steve got to come home from the war and got a soldier's ending. So, in Age of Ultron, Wanda gives all of them literally their, like, worst fears and shit. And Steve's worst nightmare is literally there being no war and him being able to go home with Peggy. That is literally what he sees. Peggy's like, it's all done. We can go home. And he's like, there's something fucking wrong. And this isn't cool. And I'm not okay with this. So you can't tell me a movie before because that's technically Avengers Age of Ultron and then this is so two movies later because this is Endgame that he's suddenly like sounds good sounds good I'm ready to go home I'm ready because that's that's literally what he was like no this isn't right and then Joss Whedon stated because Steve is defined by his inability to stop fighting which he has said himself there is always an injustice to be fought Ultron outright says as much in the film's dialogue and Clint's farm life is explicit, is one of the things explicitly used to show how uncomfortable and awkward Steve feels in domestic life. He himself says, family stability, the man who wanted all this went into the ice. I'm home. As in the future, as in where there's constantly shit going on because he's 
not the person he was when he became the super soldier Playing in Captain Bucky, America. He was a very yes. different person. And yes. he was a person who was very, like, I will fight against Pre- every bully. Yes, I'll and fight against all these bullies. A, a different feeling yes. after all of this. He's, I'm not that person anymore. I don't want a white picket fence. I don't want all this. That's not who I am. And in Civil War, he says something along the lines of, if I see a situation and a problem, I can't help but run towards it. Because that's who he is as a person. He can't, he can't retire. He can't sit back. That's not who Steve Rogers is. So, and then the basic of, Chris Evans' contract was up, so they had to make a way for Steve to stop fighting, which is a great point, and I think that's obviously one of the main things. They wanted to find a way to end Steve as the super soldier so that Chris Evans could be done and move on. But most of these endings, I would have had zero problem with if they hadn't done them the way Yes. We were all expecting endings. Yeah. That's not what the problem is. But Nat and Steve got fucking... Shafted. So done dirty. Steve's character, even if he went back in the past, you're going to tell me all of these things going on. So all of the wars that actually happened. Hydra, he knows Hydra is infiltrating fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. He knows knows Bucky. fucking Bucky. Bucky. His best friend. He's just gonna fucking let it all go and ignore it? I can't ignore it. There's no. Bucky isn't even real. Fucking way that he could do that. I mean, and even like. The shit that Nat went through in the Red Room, like, he would just let, he wouldn't let it happen. He knows it all. Howard dying, like, none of that would happen because he wouldn't let it happen because he couldn't as a person. And then he would change way too much of fucking history, so he couldn't do it. (laughs) This is not the person to send into the past because they are a disaster. Yeah. And also, they have a thousand fucking connections to the past. Yes. That's their jam. Yes. And then, like, if you wanted to do this, which is what we thought almost was happening when we first saw the movie, why not something happened and Steve got deserumed? Instead of him coming back old, he came back small. You don't have to worry about it anymore. He can't fight it anymore. He, you know, he might, he won't be as sick because oh, we have, small we, he's yeah, and now he, yeah, but like, That's now he, he comes back, he comes back small. He won't die because we have modern medicine, but he's still a weak little, little human boy now. And that would have been full circle. Yeah. That would have been a full circle. He did all of this good. And now he's back to where he finally gets to rest as a regular human and he can pass the shield on to Sam. They did that in the comics. And that's what they should have done. Yeah. And one of the points they could have been making is that his bravery and morality and his honesty and the fact that he is a good person is what changed the world around him, not the fact that he had big muscles. That would have been a lesson. That would have been full circle, and that would have been the meaning of Captain America. Instead, they gave us that bullshit. 
A few other points, um, people are trying to be like, the, the movies aren't the comics, so just fucking deal with it. Eat my fucking but ass. But you can eat my fucking ass. Steve, he was created, his creators were two Jewish men prior to joining World War II. So his character's purpose was to fight fascism and injustice. So having uh, Steve choose to go back to a bigoted era and wrap himself in this inherent privilege is just something that is not what he stands for and undermines him as a character. Uh, they took his character unafraid to speak the truth to power and turn him into just someone that will eliminates, you know, the threat, status quo, no big deal, whatever, Set and then settles down, shuts up, and just stays quiet behind that white picket fence that we know we, he doesn't want to be in. Ugh, damn. So the comic um, run of Man at a Time, Steve is sent back to the past and was reminded how deeply bigoted it was. And for that reason, he chooses to come back to the future, even though it's still not great now, but it is a little better. And this is an integral moment for the character and reinforces the fact that that he awoke in a future that is progressed to more what he stands for. And none of the past things where Steve's gone back to the past has he ever decided to stay there because he knows that's wrong. He knows it's and game completely undermines his instinctual nature and puts him in the pasture of just like this Pleasantville kind of thing for the sake of prioritizing traditional heterosexual family unit, which is exactly... Cheersing you. <laughs> <our> drink. <laughs> and that is, I will say again, traditional heterosexual family unit is exactly why they did it. They were like, oh they, no. Oh no, hashtag two homo. No homo. They got too much into it to a point where they had to backpedal out of it so fast that they fucking ruined everything. That Bucky doesn't even get a hug goodbye. <sighs> and then, goodbye. of course, this also obliterates the whole concept of found family, which we were talking about all through Steve's trilogy and also is another fight. Found family is one of my most favorite And it's also read. another knife in Natasha. Because yeah. everything for her was, I found this family that I didn't know I could ever have. And this is what I'm fighting for. You deserve it, baby. Yes. Because you're amazing. And he found it too. Yeah. And he knifes that and he knifes Natasha in her memory. Which he wouldn't do. There's the few arguments of being like, well, they planned everything from the start. Which they did plan a lot of it. There's no way they couldn't plan a lot of it. There's so much in depth. But there's no way that they could plan everything and they had to change things along the way one main sharon we've already talked about sharon there's no way that they could have they the chemistry didn't work and they had to backpedal out of that and then they backpedal out of it by pretending it didn't exist because one of uh, the one of the alternate beginnings they had to endgame was steve living with sharon in the, yeah, the post-apocalyptic world. You and they were like, this... fucking hanging out. Yeah. Like, if you had just been... <sighs> and then if they're like, oh, this doesn't work because this was the most forced thing we've ever done ever. If you had been like, oh, they kissed and realized it wasn't a thing. And then Bucky died and Sharon was one of the people who knew 
the people that mattered to Steve. Yeah. This could have worked. And then we could have gotten fucking Sharon during Endgame, which would have, which would have been incredible. Also, we I'm need sure to talk about the fact stuff. that if Steve decided just to go back into the past and become Steve in the past, there's still a Steve frozen in the ocean what are we going to do so he basically took over this life well yeah exactly it's a villain behavior to do that that put steve in the light of a villain which he isn't and no. never should be other than that stupid run where he was hydra we're not going to talk about it considered <laughs> both having two steves and then you have everything you want. One of you fucks Peggy and has, like, your life and stuff. And the other one is with Bucky and everything's great. And then the last and thing. And you both also fuck each other because clones. <laughs> they already did a clone thing. I know, but this one's funnier and more interesting. Um, and less Nazis. <laughs> this is true. Um, Anything with Last point we need to Nazis? point out about this fact is... Once again, the directors can't even fucking agree on whether Steve exists in the same timeline or they just created a new one. Because they don't know. Because they just had to be like, no homo, no homo, no homo, no homo, no homo! Steve's not gay, no homo! Does Damien Wayne exist? And why does he exist? <laughs> why is he ten? He's ten when your universe is, is five. five. <laughs> All right. Two things that I guess you could say explains the end. One, if it's a time loop. So if it's a time loop, this is literally an existential nightmare for Steve and his burden with the unique foreknowledge of always knowing what's coming. Ugh. He ignores not only the worst autocracies uh, to come, he allows his childhood best friend to be held in captivity and tortured for decades. Hidden from the world, identity change, he would be living a life as a zero-sum game, allowing Hydra to thrive within his wife's spy agency. Zola, who would have definitely know Steve is the Holy Grail and fucking uh, epitome of the super soldier serum. Uh, there's n- He worked close with Peggy and Howard, and there's no way that he wouldn't know about Steve's presence. So that I whole thing is crazy, too. Every fucking part of that. Yeah. That makes me see. Yep. That makes my inserts burn. I get, and then I guess makes the- me have other thing that they could attempt to say is it's a branching timeline, but in this case, Steve plays God, using his knowledge of her life to go back to crucial moments, which would allow him to just kind of jump in and to create a new dollhouse timeline or that Pleasantville that I was talking about earlier. Thus, a new Peggy entirely new universe comes into play and people predicting how his presence and it would change the events, which means who even fucking knows if Endgame would happen. If he... uh, That's fucking horrifying. And then, on top of that, if he accidentally makes things worse, what's to say he's not just going to try to go back and fix them? It creates this whole fucking shit. Which is... Which sort of gets played into the spider into the Spider Verse, which mm-hmm. they mentioned in this thing, yeah. but also but is, once like, again makes Steve, Steve into a villain, and yeah, and that's not Steve's character at all. Endgame oh. itself states that Steve's choice is 
wrong, even though they don't tech, they don't say his choice is wrong, but that choice is wrong. So what Steve does is wrong. Thor has a chance to save his beloved mother, but realizes he can't because it's immoral and selfish. And some reason they're saying these rules don't either apply to Steve or he's earned them, even oh, though that sort of essentially gross. makes him a villain. Also, this also makes there be no moral lesson for Steve's ending because he essentially can just do whatever the fuck he wants, apparently with no fucking consequences. He can take what he wants. He can make, they, he can just make Peggy back to a side piece that apparently they want her to be, which is what they fucking did by doing this. And they ruin Steve and make him a villain. They don't realize, but they made Steve a classic villain what his tech this is what villains do yeah no you're not wrong i 1000 percent agree with you but also i'm drunk and angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm unhappy about this it also goes to point out that it isn't just steve accepting steve getting a happy ending because it's completely unwritten so much of his character his character growth and on top of all that when it comes to Peggy why he specifically chose that time to go back when why not go when she was in her 20s not when she's 39 because she's making sure that he isn't he isn't interrupting her with her first fiance there but also not interrupting her with her second husband because he knows that she's also in her physical prime and this is when he can get her and he knows for a fact that the Smithsonian video formed her that she was married in 1950 so he knows when it is. I'm vomiting. Exactly. It makes him disgusting. This is the worst. It's disgusting. It's like the purple man like <sighs> behavior. Yeah. That's literally mm-hmm. on the level. We even get to go, they bring up this into the Spider-Verse which plays with this. Yes, such a good movie if you haven't seen it. There's a scene where Peter B. has a chance to talk to Mary Jean A. (laughs) from the alternate universe, but he realizes that it's wrong and he shouldn't do it because it's not his Mary Jean and he's not her Peter Parker. It's not the same. It's not the same. And Endgame agrees that the characters from different timelines are not interchangeable, a.k.a. Gamora. Yet Steve sees no issues in placing himself in the life of a younger Steve and a piggy who knows this the Steve, even though they shouldn't be interchangeable. And then, of course, there is the last one of just people being like, why don't you chill and just let it be a movie? But... Eat MC- a bag of glass, yes. assholes. Also, the MCU is considered a cinema masterpiece at fucking that, or not just Endgame, but MCU in general. And like not any, Endgame, but yeah, and, and the MCU, what they did over all their movies is fucking crazy. So shut up and let us talk. It should be able to be criticized like any other movie, and it art, should, art but, should be criticized. Yes, and, we and be able to- these characters are on pedestals. They're different than just some random one-off movie. And Disney and everybody else should be fucking held accountable for all the moral standards that they should be setting for the generations looking at these superhero movies. And what they did to Steve was an abomination and made him a villain. Bam.
We are the Air Station One podcast, and we approve this message. Hey, I'm Judy, and I've been a listener of Earth Station One for over 10 years. Yeah, every day while Mike edited together over 550 episodes, you know all that geek-themed blah, blah, blah. I've listened so much that now I hear howdy in my sleep. You, too, can enjoy all the Earth Station One fun wherever fine podcasts are found. Okay, Mike, I did this for you. Are we going to get another dog now? The Earth Station One podcast. Over 10 years for geeks by geeks. Okay, here we go. Fake ending again, guys. Once again, we are much sober. Martha's not slurring her words right now. Yeah, I was... (laughs) <laughs> heavily heavily <laughs> somehow she had two I, more kids of salsa than i did <laughs> we were really feeling those truly iced teas <laughs> it's like oh it's so it goes down like snapple except for it's yummier and it's alcoholic yeah so we hope you enjoyed how angry and salty we are about things mm-hmm. Uh, both things, but yeah. my thing, because this is the second. I mean, episode. right now we're talking about, about being angry about Marvel mm-hmm. and how they did everything and mm-hmm. did it dirty. And we're still fucking pissed still about it. I'm mad about it. So sometimes you've got to seethe for a couple in, minutes. In years, mm-hmm. decades. Yes. Centuries okay. in my grave. <laughs> we're just going to install you in a like, I'm going to wake up as a baby and just be like. <laughs> put your ashes in a centrifuge so you're always spinning in your grave. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you're oh, reincarnated shit. in your first words are fucking Russo. Fucking Russo. I can't believe. And they're like, <laughs> Steve whatever. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Sorry, my rant got a little long. Both of us have way too many feelings. Yeah. Martha got a little drunk. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the point of our podcast, yeah. right? I can let you guys know right now I had a super bad hangover the next day. <laughs> it's true. I got up to go like go to work at noon and she was still completely out. Yeah. Normally she pops her head out around 10, 30, 11. Nope. Nope, not that day. Nope. No, I was like, I deserve this suffering. I did this to myself. Uh, I, I'm blaming Marvel and DC. Yes, I mean, it really is their fault. They should have they bought should have the fucking, fucking ibuprofen done better. They should have done better. They should have hydrated They shouldn't have done their fans so fucking dirty. Rude. Rude! <sighs> so that was that. Mm-hmm. Episode 50. 50B. 50B. We hope you enjoyed our first two-parter. I don't know when the next one will be. Probably our next rant episode. Yeah. In 50 episodes. Mm -hmm. Believe us. We have (laughs) many more other things to rant about. But it was good. It was fun. Happy one year to us. Yeah. And yeah, everyone. Thanks for listening for for one year. That's so awesome, guys. I can't believe it's been a year. Yeah, that's weird. What a weird year. Let's not do it again. All right. Everyone. Once again, always, always, always rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm. You will find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on the ESO Network and on Podbean. What we didn't just mention is you can also follow mm. us on Instagram yes. at 
but well at at first let's talk nerdy at at but first let's talk oh my nerdy goodness, so many words yes. i'm not even drunk and i can't even do it at 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 i know because i always think of ats and then i think about being angry for anybody saying at at about those big fucking star wars machines that's fair also you can always email us let us know your feelings about these topics because Salt and rage. Do you remember all of the articles about Green Lantern being gay and then seeing them and being like, this is some bullshit? Do you remember when <laughs> Batman has only been around for five years, yet Damien is ten? Somehow Damien, <laughs> Damien just spawned at five. <laughs> Talia and Bruce met for three seconds and then he spawned at five. <laughs> With all of his assassin training, because that's how... They just looked at each other, and he sprouted out of the ground. Like a little plant. (laughs) (laughs) They're both like, oh no, and Dick's like, get out of the way, watering it. Sunshine! (laughs) No, too much, too much! I'm just gonna take care of this! (laughs) He's out there with his little gloves. Ugh. Oh, baby. Dick Grayson, you deserve the world. Oh, so yeah, so hit us up there. Let us know how you feel. And um, we'll catch you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. We'll catch you next Tuesday. That was a rant episode. We're five hours in, but we knew this was going to be forever. Sorry, Kevin. I have to pee a little bit, but I'm trying to keep my life together. All right, Kevin. All right, Kevin. Now we're going to go into our ending. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.